You're listening to the Friday Night Special, exclusively on the TKR Live Broadcasting Network. Some experts claim to be a Bigfoot scream. It is regarded as the highest quality audio of the creature ever captured. Fuck your malfunction. What's that? What's fucking piece of shit? Fucking slow turn on or some shit? What the fuck is this fucking shit? We didn't have this kind of thing when we were kids, man. Fucking piece of shit. Was it booting or some shit? Motherfucker. Turn on him, piece of shit. There we go. Fucking piece of shit. Y'all want me to be racist so bad when I'm not a bigot like you and your ancestors. In fact, I'm a courageous, brave, black woman, outspoken, like my ancestors. And by definition, I can't even be racist because I don't have any structures or systems that uphold or help me or support me to do and carry on racist acts. So, for example, if I have an employer, um, a landlord, a neighbor, or even just a random Karen walking down the street, they can, if they don't like black people, they can affect my safetyness in that moment or my livelihood in general. But me, if I don't like white people, the only thing I can do is talk shit. So, again, I don't hate white people. I hate whiteness. When I'm done dismantling whiteness, white people will still be here. You're going to be okay. I know equality scares the shit out of you, but you're going to be I. Also, for the black people that do hate white people, it's okay. Heal, take your time. I'm uplifting your anger. Because after 400 years of imperialism, colonialism, brutality, oppression, I think you're allowed to be mad. So yes, if I am trying to dismantle the systems that you're upholding, you might feel very attacked. But unfortunately, I don't care about your white fragility. You don't always get what you want. Excuse me, thank you. <laughs> My brother said are outdated farm equipment. I, I see no reason to be a goddamn gorilla in the modern world. Okay. Uh, when I go to Paris, uh, there is someone trying to steal my phone. I was so surprised because what I imagine is uh, Paris is uh, a city, very romantic city. Uh, so it probably a lot of white guys there. But, but it's actually all black people there.
would still be slaves if it was for you, baby. You're if for white people. We would still be enslaved. Really? I believe that. I, we're not going to get anywhere with this conversation. Right. I think we're it's kind of identifying no, the primary issue. Saying, Mom, it's me. not black, white. Okay. It's male, female. I think that's the issue that we're running into here. No, it is black and white. It's very black and white. I think that the interrupting and the aggression and the implication that someone needs to back up when I have not taken any closer steps but towards you. I don't care, but if I feel uncomfortable, it's not. And we've been able to have productive conversations with black men across the board and, by the way, most women. But there does seem to be a divide in interrupting and in being abrasive and certainly being more aggressive. That's what you think of you, black women. Mom, why do we go to race? you're making... Whenever a, a woman... Or a black, black woman, woman or asserts, do asserts herself, mm -hmm. or says this is Please incorrect. Don't do it. It's so tired to do that. It's so tired. Okay. To the just conversation is now thing. over. That's that's have a wonderful day. Because the way you're treating me. My brother said are outdated farm equipment. I, I see no reason to be a goddamn gorilla in the modern world. Okay. So you're straight and you're really attracted to trans women, but you don't know what to call yourself. Open-minded, not an asshole, not a transphobe, a decent human being a heterosexual. Trans women are women. So to say otherwise or to try to come up with a new label for your sexuality for being attracted to us would be othering and assuming that we are not real women when we are. Blair's a good person. You look like a woman. Blair White's done nothing wrong. Your bones look like a woman. We're very blessed to have you as an amazing, beautiful, smart person. My genetics says this is a woman. You're an articulate, amazing person, a beautiful person. The way God works mysterious ways, it creates beautiful things. It just shows you how the, how God works in mysterious ways. I know this in my heart. You're a good person. You love the children. You're the perfect spokesperson. This is what uh, they probably should have uh, done over at, uh, over at uh, Bud Light. But inherently, at a spiritual level, I realize that God's working through you and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian-speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut every service in this city is going to be impacted, all of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you ask me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do, and they're destroying New York City. It's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew, we're about to lose. And we're all in this together, all of us. Staten Island said, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying, send them out to Queens. Queens is saying, send them out to Brooklyn. No, it's not the game we can play. Over the floor. My brother said niggers are outdated farm equipment. I, I see no reason to be a goddamn gorilla in the modern world. Okay. Where are they gone? 
don't know. You don't know? So who ate them all? Uh, someone come round and they just ate them all. Someone come round and ate the cakes? Yeah. So someone broke into a home and ate Mr Kipling's Angel Slices. Didn't take the TV, didn't take, you know, some jewellery. They took these cakes. And it was a black man. Scumbums. You scumbums on X. Twitter X, anti-Semitism is trending again. I love a bunch of anti-Semitic people, anti-Jews, debating on what Jewish people should deem anti-Jewish. Keep the Jews' names out your fucking mouth. If we think it's anti-Jewish, it's anti-Jewish. All right, cracker? All right, you creepy crackers? Yeah, Alex Jones worshippers, Alex Jones was right, right? Alex Jones was right about everything except Sandy Hook. He wasn't right about Sandy Hook. That he was wrong about. I think we could all agree he was wrong about Sandy Hook, you fuck. Get some new heroes, you fucking creeps. <laughs> you people have signed on to complete satanic world government takeover, and you're worried about how I'm feeling? You're worried I'm scared? <laughs> You have any idea? You're gonna be torn limb from limb by this! You have any idea what you've released? You have any idea what you've done, you dumb bastard?
We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. We are. And I am. thing sucks. And sometimes it does. Five. What's up, everybody? Three. And just to show you how live it is, we got to do this first. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? And then we got to do this. Ah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Crypto Report. This is the Friday night special for the 8th of September, 2023. And... We've got Hate Farmer with us. Welcome, all you filthy goers. Yeah, there he is. There he is. They're filthy, filthy, filthy. And I must say, a lot of the crew's looking rather good. They are, sure. aren't they? They are. <clears throat> There's a reason for that. And the reason is that everyone who purchases or already has a membership of any tier, any tier membership to the channel qualifies for the awesome benefit of a custom handmade pfp or avi or as we've said before if you're a boomer that little picture by your name uh, <laughs> uh of your choice you know you describe what you want and the enigma artist the man who does all the awesome art for this show for the crypto report he will make it for you. And uh, <clears throat> we got some people in there. The Red Dogs showing off his. Nordic Frost. Who else we got? In I know Ragnar's in here, but I saw somebody telling him to update his. I, I'm scrolling up. I don't know if he's updated it yet or not. Oh, well. At any rate, just get hold of me on Telegram if you, uh, if you have a uh, membership tell me what you want i will forward it to him and he will hand draw it for you and if ragnar hasn't updated his wow what an oversight that is because he made him a really awesome one you know ragnar wanted uh, wanted the enigma artists take on uh, the death dealer the the iconic frazetta character death dealer right and um uh, he took him and turned him in a different direction and everything. It made it really awesome. But um, if you're not on Telegram, but you have a membership, then you follow me somewhere. You, you probably follow me on Gab. Or I guess you could post something in here. But if you do, make sure you tag me so that the guys will forward it over. <clears throat> and I'll get that. Uh, I'll get your request to the... Uh, well, if you only follow me on here, I don't know how I'm going to get your... PFP to you, <laughs> but uh, if you're on Gab or Getter or uh, Telegram, Telegram is the preferred place to get hold of me with it. Um, but yeah, you get that done, and they do look good. Look at Red Dogs. Look how awesome Red Dogs uh, and Nordic Frost too. But I mean, look how Red Dogs Red Dogs sticks out in front of that moon and everything in the chat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You you also get the uh, what do they call it the the cutout so the background. Yeah, the, yeah. You get one with a white background in case whatever platform you may be posting your Abby, it, it looks better that way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get both. He makes you one with a with a cool custom background, and he makes you one with a white background. So, yeah, Nordic Frost is so good. He um, 
over on his Telegram channel, he's done all kinds of upgrades to his various graphics and stuff with his new thing, with his new uh, PFP. So yeah, all kinds of things you can do. But yeah, it's Friday, and it so we're doing a show, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna it should be an extra special show because you know all the problems with the heat and everything, and me having to turn off the. Uh, uh, wood chipper air conditioner for purposes of better audio. I thought to myself, you know, it's not. It seems counterproductive pouring all this hot coffee on top of all this heat and everything. So today I had to uh, I had to skulk out of the bunker, and while I was out. I bought a couple of bangs. I don't think I've had a bang since like 2019, or any kind of energy drink since like 2019. And of course, it says right on the can, Super Creatine Ultra CoQ10, but most importantly, potent brain and body fuel. <laughs> so. Gosh, this product is not regulated by the FDA. It may cause brain to galaxy size. Right, right. And yeah, and... Uh, uh, the the flavor I'm drinking is Star Blast, and I, I don't know. It's, it, it's almost portentous, isn't it? <laughs> so I've got one for tonight and one for tomorrow. At my yeah, age, you, when you drink you, an like, energy- uh, you drink it and like psychically uh, uh, open up like another dimension and and well know, have one of those eighties. Uh, epiphany moments and you just yeah. disappear and all we hear is static and singing angels i guess we know well the last time the last time i drank one when i got to the very bottom of the can this thing started happening that was almost identical to the final scene of 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> <laughs> i was later told it was called a stroke but at the time i didn't know that <laughs> well in order to avoid, you know, at my age, not that I'm old, <laughs> but when you go drinking potent things like energy drinks, you know, you don't want any negative effects. So I took two full-size aspirins <laughs> to make sure that there was no heart attack or stroke. So well, aspirin a day keeps the aneurysm away. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, but I want to bring up something. Um I want to talk a little bit about last night's members-only special to update people on what's going on because mm. um, that's why, you know, the reason that I titled tonight's show, Is It Booting? <laughs> it's because, oh, man, it was a great show, but everything sucked so bad. We had such a hard time. And, and this always happens with the members-only stuff. And what the fuck, Odyssey? Because the members-only stuff... This is for people who are paying mm-hmm. to have a membership, not just on my channel, but I mean, you know, Odyssey gets paid too, right? And um, and the one thing you can't make work is when I do a members only, like the history of our members only specials. The first one that I did uh, was a night. I ran across this old uh, 1961 uh, Chamber of Commerce video from Winsboro, Texas. You know, the old, well, it was a film, <laughs> a newsreel, as they may have called it back then, 
where, you know, the local chamber of commerce went around and they filmed uh, all the stuff that made the little town of Winsboro, where my family lived when I was born and all, uh, make it look attractive to people who uh, might want to move in or businesses that might want to come there or whatever. You know, it, they interviewed all the local businessmen. They showed the, the city infrastructure. They, they uh, showed the cute girls on in the majorettes and uh, uh, various other things like that. They showed all the schools. They showed how it was all white people <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And I, um, I did a show where I, I was uh, – playing that video and doing commentary on it and everything and it was a really great show and i needed the video replay of it i never use uh, most people know i never use odyssey's replays because when we first started streaming on odyssey you know i thought well it'll be like everywhere else we've ever streamed when the show's over i'll just go into the settings and tell it to post the replay and everyone will be happy no they weren't happy, and I don't blame them because I, I didn't even pay attention because, like, I'm not watching this stuff on my phone or whatever. But immediately people were like, what the fuck? 36 gigabyte replay? <laughs> and I was like, shit. And I went and looked in the settings, and there's no place in the settings to adjust that. And I thought, what the hell are they putting in there to make it that big? So <clears throat> what I started doing was I don't have enough disk space to be recording the video <clears throat> of every show. It, it would overwhelm my laptop and my remote drive quickly, right? Because they're both several years old and have a lot of stuff on the discs already. So what I do is I record the audio, and I go to a lot of trouble. I have to convert the audio to MP3, and then I have to throw it in uh, an audio editor and get the mp3 i always shoot to get it right below 200 megabytes and then you know since i've got it there if it needs a little juicing up to make it sound better i juice it up a little bit and then i use an online interface to make a video out of it by just putting the featured image for that night's video and the mp3 and making a video out of that and i upload it and instead of you know six gazillion gigabytes you get this uh, video with extremely high quality audio and it's, it's basically just the radio show. You know, there's like, if I play video during the show, you're not going to see that on the replay, but it's around 200 megabytes, totally, um, doable for any, for people. Right. I mean, if I, if, if the replay is like 32 gigabytes, that's more than most people's monthly data on their phone right? <laughs> to watch one show. But I wanted to save the video from that one, and I go into the back end, and in, no replay. There's It always has a replay for me. There's always one. When I go in there, it gives you the option of either using their replay or posting your own replay. And there's they always have a replay of the show. Well, that night, they didn't have a replay. I was like, what the hell? Hmm. And so... I was like, well, I'm sorry, everybody. And I thought about what to do. And I waited two or three months because I didn't want to just go do the thing again the next day or something, right? Because that would be like canned and inauthentic and all, right? you know, just to do it really quickly again. It, you know, it wouldn't have the same emotional impact and all that. But after a few months, 
when it was no longer fresh in my mind and all like that, I did it again, and it came out well. And a replay posted, so I posted the replay, and the replay was, the video was at the wrong speed. But it wasn't at a speed where I could adjust it using any of the simple tools I have to where it would sound right. It, like, it wasn't off by like 25% or 50% or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was off by some weird percentage. And that was a bad thing because, I mean, it's bad already, you know, with me talking and video playing. But, you know, in my streams, you know, I open them up with music and I end them with music and I have a break with music and all that. And when music's playing at the wrong speed, that's really bad, right? And I had a friend at the time who did uh, video work for me. And I downloaded the video and got it to him and he put it in his high dollar video editing software and got the speed adjusted right. And so I was able to upload that as a replay. So I finally got it posted. So two tries, one time, no replay, one time replay all fucked up, right? So I didn't do another uh, members only for a long time. And last night we did a members only. And we'll talk, we're going to talk a little bit about, because uh, it, it's a news story we're going to cover a little bit, but it's not going to be anything like last night. Last night was awesome, by the way, for anybody who... Um, doesn't have a cryptid membership and hasn't been able to listen to it yet um, w- or watch it. This is one you have to watch. Uh, Coffee City, where I got my start uh, in any kind of activism, writing, vlogging, all that, um, with the con- Concerned Citizens website, where I, you know where I got to know Ghost, who eventually became my co-host on Hidden Mysteries Radio, my first podcast and all that. Well, they're getting up to the same shenanigans again 11 years later. <laughs> and so there was all this video of it. And Hate Farmer and I, man, we did a five-hour show last night on that topic. And um, so when it was over, and even like there were, there were people even jumping in towards the end, like I believe Eurotrash gave me $5 and said $5 for the replay, right? I was like, oh, yeah, you'll get a replay. I go in there, and where the replay... Well, we, to, to explain further, when we tried to start the thing, it wouldn't start, and it wouldn't start, and it wouldn't start, right? And then it started, and it stopped. And finally, we got it going. And so the fi- when I go to look for the replay, the only thing that's there is this five-minute file that was the first time it started, but we couldn't get it to work right, and... Uh, <laughs> And it was mostly me bitching and you, you talking about, like, you know, can people hear us? Can this and that and the other? And then what was supposed to be the replay for the five-hour stream that we did, it says replay is processing five hours ago, 0%. And so there was nothing I could do with it. Well, it still says that shit, but now it says like, 25 hours ago. So it's never going to give me a replay. And uh, as Hate Farmer mentioned, the thing could probably be reconstructed because of the way we did it. You know, if I, if somebody who's uh, good with video editing and has some good software <clears throat> and uh, I could provide them the, the videos that we were watching and stuff like that. Of course, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff they wouldn't be able to reconstruct, like where we were going over the city's uh, 
website and stuff, it would be hard for them to figure out, okay, you know, here's what part of the website they were on when they were talking about this, that, and that. But it could be reconstructed, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, what's probably going to happen is I'm going, you know, I'm going to wait for a little bit and, uh, and see if anybody steps up who's a really good video magician and wants to volunteer to reconstruct the thing. But, um, Oh, it'd probably take somebody who's really good at it. It would probably take them 12, 18 hours at least to do it. But, um, I'll probably end up just posting the audio file, which is going to suck. I mean, it'll still be a cool show to listen to, but it's going to suck because, you know, the people who are paying for the full cryptid, they're the only ones who get to watch a members only live stream. But the people who are paying for the Squatch Hunter, they get to watch a replay. And also, most of the people who are paying for a cryptid, weren't able to be there last night and I'm sure they were intending to watch a replay too. And then to make matters worse, when I went to setting up this stream today, I had to delete the whole thing, which is not a big deal. Cause you know, there, there's not a high viewer count when you do a members only stream where only the people in the top tier can watch it live. You're not, you're not expecting to have many views anyway. I don't mind the loss of the views, but all the comments, there was a lot of really good commentary and everything in the comments. And so, and those are lost because when I went to setting up this stream and I'm in that back end, well, one of the things that I do is the library coin that I staked on the last one, I go and get it out so I can stake it on the next one. And when I did that, all of a sudden it says, okay, the live stream, members only live stream, uh, whatever it was titled last night, something of corrupt cycle of corruption or something like that. We called it, um, it was going live in 45 or 46 minutes. I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> and there was nothing I could do to make it stop doing that except to just delete the whole thing from the blockchain. So this is how fucked up it gets when you try to do a members only thing. And, uh, Odyssey needs to look, Odyssey needs to take care of that. You know, I mean, that out of all the fucked up stuff. And, and like Uncle Ted says, here's another thing. He says, piss stupid Odyssey wouldn't let me redo my sub. Yeah, there were a lot of people who had let their subscriptions lapse or whatever. You know, a lot of people use different cards. You know, they'll go and buy like a prepaid card and they'll use it. And the prepaid card will run out on them and the, and the subscription will lapse. And so they get another prepaid card and they try to redo it. Or even some people are probably just using their debit card or whatever and the thing lapses and they're like, oh shit, I want to, I want to update. I want to get my subscription back. And it tells them, no, error, error, can't process. And it's not even Odyssey fucking with me. Because the first person who was bringing this to my attention, and, you know, fortunately for us and him, he was finally able to get it fixed, was uh, saying 88 millimeter. And when he kept trying and trying and trying and couldn't subscribe... I went to Odyssey's Discord to bitch about it, and there were already other people bitching about it. There were there were a lot of uh, topics started about that, and like with everything else, you know, you'd think, well, if I have two options for uh, support, and one is 
an email address and the other is Discord where there should be people there live. Oh, Discord will be a better option, right? But you go to Odyssey's fucking Discord and every single thing anybody asks about, they're like, oh, we'll just go ahead and email help at odyssey.com. <laughs> so, so what the fuck is the Discord even for? But yeah, Go find which direction the wind is blowing and piss into it. Yeah, yeah. But um, Federale apparently had that problem, too. He said in the chat last night, and he emailed help at odyssey.com, and he said they got back to him within 24 hours and fixed it, and he was able to <clears throat> excuse me, get his uh, membership. So, yeah, I mean, people are trying to give him money, and... Uh, People who are giving them money are trying to watch the members-only shows. And I'm sitting here trying to provide the members, members-only shows here and there as a reward. Well, not a reward. I mean, if you you know, you know buy a membership where you get access to a members-only live stream or you get access to members-only content or whatever, well, fuck, I mean, there should be some every once in a while, right? Mm. And It's really strange. I try to make yeah. some, and they won't let me. It's crazy, you know, like most most businesses, whatever, you know, the service they provide could be whatever it is, but at least they know how to figure out how to take your money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But don't worry, everybody. I mean, it might be two or three days because, you know, I'll give it a little time and see if somebody comes, because, you know, we get most of our views on replay. I'll give it a little time and see if anybody contacts me over on the telegrams or somewhere and says, hey, shoot me the audio file and link me to the videos and uh, I'll reconstruct that for you. And if they don't, I'll upload the, uh, you know, I'll make it into the type of replay that I always make it into and I'll upload it as uh, that way. And I'll upload it as members only. So uh, all you people encrypted, not encrypted, but all you people who are cryptid <laughs> level, uh, members who didn't get to watch it and all you people who are Squatch Hunter who that's the only way you get to watch it you'll be able to watch it exclusively for a while and you know a few months or not even maybe a few months a few weeks or whatever after that I'll make it so everybody can watch it but um, yeah retarded retarded system as Eurotrash says I'll tell you another, something else that's retarded, hey, Farmer, is that we only have been tipped $10 so far. So let me explain to people, <laughs> because they probably don't know. There will be two ways to interact with us. And I do appreciate those two tips. Don't get me wrong. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, there are two ways to uh, get in touch with us tonight, to, or not get in touch, but to interact with us. The preferred method, the method of... White men and women of good character. And even, you know, the occasional based non-white person of good character. The preferred method is by tipping, as you see those guys doing. The way you tip is you go down to the bottom of the scrolling uh, uh, live chat there. You enter your question or comment that you want read live on air and perhaps responded to, hit the dollar sign, follow the bouncing ball, enter the, enter the amount you wish to tip, and press send. If you have any problems along the way, the gentleman with the red symbol beside their name, those are our mods, and they will be your customer support. Um, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here looking, hey, Farmer, I'm wondering if 
I think that my interface is. Nope, nope. I refreshed. I thought, damn, they're all just sitting there quiet. Nobody's saying anything. And there's allegedly a bunch of people watching. <laughs> but <laughs> so I refreshed to see if uh, to see if uh, the chat was frozen up on me. I guess they're so they're so caught up in what I'm telling them. But anyway, that's how you do that. If you uh, if you don't have you know if you're broke or you're just a uh, poor or you know if you're young and you've already spent up all the money mom will let you use on the on the uh, debit on her debit card for you know telling uh, telling Amaranth to bend over farther or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you can spurge chat us. By tag if it's a question specifically for me or for both of us, just tag me. If it's specifically for Hate Farmer, tag at Dutchland. And one of the mods will screen cap that and move it over to another chat where we will read it at the end of the second half when we read all of the tip all of the tips. We'll read the Spurg chats then too. And any tip twenty five dollars or over, we will read immediately, or at least when we see it. So, hey, Farmer. Yeah. White Man 14 says he didn't have anything to say. Well, that's why I'm in this business and not you. (laughs) I'm kidding, White Man 14. So, hey, Farmer, is there, are you having a a heat wave over there on the, uh, on the left coast? No, not really. It's, uh, pleasantly mild. Well, that's, uh, that pisses me off, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the only one who has to suffer? No. Anytime uh, it gets it, it's hot, because you know the, the weather here is pretty mild. Like it doesn't. It snows bad. Maybe two, two times a year, twice, maybe three on a on a bad year. And the summers never really get hot, right? Like the hottest day will be in like the mid nineties. But anytime it gets higher than that, like just everything burns. Yeah, you know, fires just erupt everywhere because just all this combustible foliage and stuff. I don't know. People don't realize what it's like to uh, to live in a state where you know the the median lane or the the sides of the roads can catch on fire if you flick a cigarette out. Most of the time, everything's sodden. Well, you know, so. if I lived there, it would just be that I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, and part of it is that um, for decades now, states like California, Oregon, and Washington have not spent the money and practiced the uh, uh, forestry maintenance that needs to be done to prevent that kind of thing. Well, no, 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 absolutely not. It, they they just neglect it and call it you know green. They, uh, well, they something. Yeah, they, they 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 let. Uh, they let dead trees and dead brush and all this shit pile up for years and years and years and, and get dry as a, uh, you know, dry as cordwood. And uh, when something causes it to catch on fire and the whole world suddenly on fire, they say it's global warming, global warming. <laughs> yep. Well, here's this is my favorite. This is years old now, but my favorite example of mismanagement and just backwards to absolute numbskullery. Um, wolves were endangered for a while here, right? Yeah. So they they had all these programs to bring them back, 
and suddenly they were back in such a big way that you know i'm driving through the foothills and i think i just almost ran over someone's dog it's like oh shit there's just like wolves running around here now yeah so they they became a nuisance and there were too many of them so the state decided to the fish and wildlife uh department was like all right well we're going to start issuing hunting permits for the wolves it's sort of a win-win right they're now cons- they've outgrown their ideal yeah. population. Does they let them trap them, too? I don't know about that. Because um, the skins are actually worth a lot if you trap them and cure them good and everything. The Russians buy the shit out of them. It, it could have been. Uh, it wasn't the focus like the, the media scrutiny that, that I recall. Yeah. So they, they issue these hunting licenses, and some people actually get them. And then the leftoids, or the you know totally batshit crazy... Uh, eco types just raised a human went nuts as they are liable to do yeah and they canceled everyone's hunting license <laughs> but the problems this but the problem still remained wolf so their solution so their solution was to pay a professional hunter to fly around in a sikorsky and machine gun them <laughs> instead of letting people hunt them yes because you know it's like what what was that quote about uh the great fear is that someone somewhere is enjoying themselves. You know, it's like, so the wolves still got massacred, right? Yeah. And it was just one professional hunter with like a belt fed machine gun shooting him from a helicopter. Yeah. And the state didn't get the revenue. You shoot puppies too? Killed. How do you shoot puppies? Oh, it's easier. You just don't lead them as far. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm sorry. That's the, no, that, that's the sort of mindset and the thinking that's responsible for all these catastrophic fires rather than manage them responsibly and sort of like a, you know, it doesn't have to be a zero sum thing. And, um, yeah, they they just neglect it and call it green foresting or something like that. Yeah, green foresting means uh, machine gunning wolves and letting everything burn. Burn, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of preserving life, I had a, uh, I, I, I maybe I'm going to disappoint the chat and you, Asmador, but I was uh, at the grocery store mm-hmm. and today. Yeah. Wow. What a coincidence. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just walking to the, to the store through the parking lot, and there was this, uh, I don't know how old he was, maybe eight. He was maybe how old? On eight. Eight. Okay. A, a black family, that is to say, it was a single mother and two kids. Yeah. Um, the, the little girl was maybe two in the little kitty part of the basket, you know, where you can put them on top and their legs poke through. Like yeah. Right in front of the handlebar. Right. And then the eight-year-old was standing just above the wheels, holding onto the handlebar and, like, lurching backwards on it. So the back, the weight is all past the rear wheels. And so I'm just thinking, like, wow, this is really dangerous. And as soon as that it pops into my mind, the cart begins to tip. And so I just reached out and grabbed the front of the cart. <sighs> I mean... You know, maybe I did a bad what? thing, but <laughs> no, potentially it's saved that little girl's life. I don't yeah. know, you know, because she could have crushed her skull on the pavement. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's totally the thing to do. And then, but, of course, the mother was, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, where's the mother? And she had her head in the trunk and was like pulling garbage out, I guess, to make room for the groceries or something. She was just like literally just had her head in the trunk and was throwing garbage over her shoulder. So yeah. Was, well, um, I was expecting to- a thank you. I just moved out of there lest I have to actually have another encounter i had I didn't a, want to, have to save anyone at any other black kid's life that day right 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 yeah 
you you ran into a building and saved a uh, a burning building and uh, saved a black baby. Now you got burning black baby all over your clothes. But, they, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a similar situation when I went into the grocery store. The grocery store that I went into. Uh, it was old enough that it has automatic doors, but not the kind of automatic doors that anything built in the last 30 or 40 years has where they slide open sideways, right? It has the automatic doors that open in and out. you got an indoor and an outdoor, and, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the pressure pad instead of the IR sensor. I don't, I, I don't know if it – they may have upgraded that. I don't know. But, um, but the, you know, the, the outdoor – swings out and the indoor swings in automatically and it was really hot and so i wasn't one to fuck around outside <laughs> too long you know i th- this place was full of nasty foreign types so of course i used the complimentary st- uh, sterilizing wipe on the cart and i started to walk in and these uh these heathenous looking I don't know, they didn't even look like Mexicans. They looked like they were from Uruguay or Honduras or something. Uh, a couple of pregnant women with a bunch of I mean, they weren't like little toddlers. They were like six, seven, eight years old. They had a, a whole gaggle of them and they're coming out the outdoor. And the little the little uh children <laughs> are standing in front of the uh indoor and I'm walking in there, and I'm thinking, you know, it's over 100 degrees out here. They're standing in my way. What do I do? Ah, advance forward. They'll either move or the door will move them. And <laughs> the, door, the door started swinging open, and the the pregnant one of the pregnant females was saying, Oh, the la puerta, la puerta, la puerta. Which means the door, right? Oh, la puerta del caca. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 me niños. But uh, they didn't get hit. They jumped out of the way, which, uh, you know, makes no difference to me one way or another. But <laughs> I got in there and into the air conditioning. But, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a whole thing going out in public nowadays. Not like it used to be. You know, you used to go out in public, and uh, normal people didn't think they needed to be looking over their shoulder all the time. Even years and years into when maybe they should have, right? Especially like ladies and old ladies and stuff. You know... They might be going to some store in some bad part of town that any man in their life would tell them, hey, my God, if you're going to go there, I'm going with you. And that's not a good place to be going by yourself. But uh, the the situation with all these weird immigrants and all these angry minorities and everything has gotten so bad that I noticed while I was standing in the checkout that all the old white ladies who came in had a fearful look on their face. And when they came walking through the door with their cart before they walked into the store proper, you know, their eyes were all bugged out and they were looking back and forth, you know, trying to assess the danger. (laughs) Right. Mm. And, uh, all of the, uh, non-white and not so old women who came into that store had a real angry look on their face. 
Huh. It was. I, I wonder why that is. It, it's so weird. I, yeah. It's not like oh. sour, sour countenance and, and scout. Yeah. But, you know, what do these people have to be unhappy about? I mean, I get they're unhappy, you know. Being black. Yeah. yeah what, well, the, I'm not even talking about blacks. It was var- various different types of brown people. And they had all of them, man. Uh, uh, this place, I mean, everything but a Sikh with a turban was in there. You know, there were the really dark uh, East Indians, all types of Latinos, uh, African or Jamaican or Haitian blacks, whatever they were. They were just crawling all over the place. So you can, you know, <laughs> I mean, just, it was like the like some kind of a Skid Row uh, United Nations or something. <laughs> but you know, I always I'm always tactically prepared. Today I was not only tactically prepared, I was extremely suave and uh, debonair because I decided, well, you know, if I'm going to go out today, I might as well look good. So I got my best, my best black pocket tea and I put it on <laughs> and instead of my regular uh, Vietnam jungle camo cargo shorts I fished through the door and got out the gray urban camo cargo shorts <laughs> and instead of mismatching the camo by wearing my real tree advantage max crocs I put on my uh black New Balance shoes. I was totally color matched and invisible <laughs> because of the camo. At least my <clears throat> from the waist down to uh, just above my knees, I was invisible. But uh, so, yeah. Well, another thing that I noticed uh, and it, it, it set me off on a kind of a reverie of thinking about things you know, remembrances and stuff over the years. When I got in line, there was this couple in front of me, and they stuck way out because they were sitting there hugging each other as tightly and closely as they could. As a white couple, they were uh, probably, I would say, early 40s, but they looked like they enjoyed methamphetamine, so they might have been a little younger than that and just looked that old. Mm-hmm. They were hugging each other goodbye before they went. No, they were having a uh, nice romantic moment or whatever while they were waiting, having their groceries done. They weren't. I mean, thank God they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that type of public display of affection is just too much. I'm I'm talking about they were just hugging each other as tight as they could face to face. Right. And um, the dude looked like. I don't know. I say he looked like he worked. He he probably didn't because the time of day that I went there, if he was someone who worked outside, he would have been dirty. But he was wearing work boots. <laughs> okay. And uh, the female was really, really skinny. And she apparently did not have her dentures in because when she closed her mouth real good and tight, you could, you know, she had that look like an old person does when they don't have their dentures in. Yeah, the bitter beer face commercial. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the dude looked over at me, and I could tell it right away. Even though he was like 
some working class schlub or, you know, from some bad neighbor, living in some bad neighborhood or something, you know, and, and he had a long beard and he had tattoos and stuff. But these people looked at me and they recognized right away that we're not the same. <laughs> right. That uh, whatever the hell they are, it doesn't want to fuck with whatever the hell I am. And, <laughs> and that's a that's a thing that's gone on uh, my whole adult life, right? And I've, I I don't really notice it all the time. But I was thinking about that myself. As those people there and me, we're not the same. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm getting older, so that that's a thing that will go away slowly as i age right and and, and probably has long i mean i'm there's no way that i'm as 100 as intimidating as i was in my 20s or 30s right not not that i'm saying i'm going around trying to be intimidating but you know great big young guy who you know uh I don't even know how to, just people can look at you like yeah yeah that's a guy you don't want to fuck with or whatever or at least he looks like it right and that's a good way to go around because you get fucked with less. <laughs> but but I, I was thinking about how when I was a very young adult, when I would be in areas where it was all white people and stuff, right? And I'd walk into the store or whatever, and it was a whole bunch of normies and stuff. A lot of them would have this reaction to me like, oh, you know. I wish a guy like that wasn't here or whatever, you know, whatever. But once I moved to the big city, all the white people, when I'd go in there, you know, all the normie white people who were walking around in fear of minorities and stuff, they'd be like, oh, I'm glad a guy like that's in here. It was a real weird change when I moved up there because, like, the first like the first week that I was up there, like, old people would approach me and say, uh, excuse me, son, can you... Uh, I can't read this thing. Can you tell me how much air it says in that tire? You know, and all like that. And th these old people in the small towns where I came from, once I, you know, once I started uh, riding around on motorcycles and getting tattoos and stuff, they'd ride on a flat before, <laughs> before they ask. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Just a weird thing. I don't, I don't have any conclusion to that story, but well, I guess it, it's a thing. It's kind of a, 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 a a thing that's gone on my whole life. Um, I've always been disappointed in most of my peers. And my when I say my peers, I mean my fellow white people. Because I always had this, this real desire. Not desire, I guess. Just naturally was like, don't want to take no shit. And uh, there's no reason in the world that I should be a person that uh, blacks and whatever think that I'm the one to come up and give me some shit that, you know, I'm not saying I want to go around and have them afraid that I'm crazy and I might do something to them or whatever, but I'm not going around afraid of them. And, but most of the, most of my fellow whites were, and it's gotten worse every year this past. Right. Yeah, sorry, I'm having a sneezing fit here. Oh, that's okay. <clears throat> you know, a woman went to the doctor once, and she said, Doctor, every time I sneeze, I have an orgasm. And he said, hmm, that's strange. 
What have you been doing for it? She said, sniffing pepper. (laughs) (laughs) That's an old Red Fox joke. Ah, Well, anyway, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but. So like when I moved up to when I moved up to Dallas and everything, and you know there were there were like tough guys that I hung out. with. Most of the tough guys that I knew were like the older generation, though. You know, guys like my my grandfathers and my uncles and all that, who were all blue collar guys. And many of most of them had been had gone off to various wars, mostly World War II and Korea, that kind of thing. And they didn't give two shits, uh, <laughs> right? It's like. They weren't walking around worried about. Mm, wonder if them. Wonder if them blacks over there want to beat me up. You know, uh, no, that didn't enter their mind, right? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this hay farm. But when I did move it's, up, to, it's that uh, the brain force. It's the, yeah, it is. But when I moved when I moved up to Dallas, that's one of the reasons that I started hanging out with the old real one percenter biker types. Well, I mean, I ran across them at the place I worked, but I was like, oh, finally. Here's a bunch of people who don't give a shit either. <laughs> so, but we do have some content for now. And I want to announce, by the way, tomorrow night we have a guest. Lee Rogers is coming on tomorrow, and it's going to be a big appearance. Excellent. It's going to be a big appearance. Uh, uh, not going to go into it tonight because I'm going to save it for tomorrow. But, you know, the, the big uh, quote-unquote neo-Nazi rally thing they had on that bridge in Florida over the weekend, Lee and I – independently of each other came to the same hypothesis about what's actually going on there. And we'll be talking about that tomorrow night. I'm sure. Is this the one where uh, Laura Loomer just happened to be there? She just happened. She just happened to be driving by. Yeah. Hmm. But I can cross a pedestrian bridge. (laughs) Right. (coughs) But anyway, so Lee will be coming on. We'll be talking about a lot of good stuff like that. But before we, uh, before we get into uh, anything else, let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about last night. I'm bringing up. Let me see which story. Uh, oh, here's some, uh, a little update to the story. This, the thing we were talking about last night was this crazy story coming out of Coffee City where they hired this Mexican police chief out of Houston, which is hundreds of miles away and all kinds of shenanigans immediately had the the town of 250 people suddenly has 50 cops the town of 250 people brought in over a million dollars in traffic fines last year (laughs) and there there were there was a squad called the warrant division that ne- that the uh, the full time alleged officers never ever came to Coffee City. They all lived in Houston, and they were working, or they were put on as full time police officers in Coffee City because in the state of Texas you can't work as a security guard as a police officer, right? Like in your police uniform with your gun and all that, unless you're a full-time police officer on a police force. And, you know, good reason for that. Uh, It keeps this kind of shit we're talking about from happening where, you know, some corrupt uh, police chief wants to, 
give all his buddies uh, a police commission so that they can go in a in a city police uniform and be security somewhere making uh, fifty to eighty dollars an hour as security, right? You got to be a full time police officer in Texas to do that to weed out that kind of shit. Well, that's exactly what he was doing, and not only that, he was not paying them. The warrant division was basically set up as a bounty hunter thing, and it said in the ad, you don't ever even have to come to Coffee City. <laughs> yeah. It said you'll be going around and uh, shaking down people to pay their fines and to pay their failure to uh, appear fees and all this stuff, and every time you get somebody to pay, the court will pay you $150, which is illegal as fuck. You know, you did turning your cops into bounty hunters or uh, or the guys who break your legs if you forgot to pay the vig on the money you owe the bookie, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And they weren't even spending much time doing that. They were all working full time at this uh, Cabo San Lucas apartment complex down in Houston. And the police chief that's, was... That's like a, a resort town, right? I know I've heard of it. Well, Cabo it's San like Lucas is some resort town, but this apartment complex is just named after that. Cabo San Lucas isn't in Texas, the the, the big resort or whatever. That's oh, like okay. in the Caribbean or Mexico or something like that. But uh, this place is just named that. You know, so that's the branding. <clears throat> well, the police chief was spending all his time down there, too. And there were lots of other issues that came up about it. And um, we may talk about this more some in the future, but I don't want, I don't want to spill all of it since we just did it as a, as a big special last night. But <laughs> it even turned out that the police chief had lied on his application when it asked his criminal history. Amazing. When it asked his criminal history, he did not list this ten-year-old DWI that he got in Florida that he never went to jail, uh, not, uh, never went to court for, and he had an active warrant out for it. And he was such a low IQ moron, like literally eighty IQ. You think he was higher than eighty IQ, hate farmer? No, <laughs> and, couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. And he's sitting there. <laughs> He seemed even more retarded in his natural element with I mean, body cam if, footage of him, it, like calling out, "I'm going to tell like you, you chain of command, a bunch of pussies, you pussy yeah, too." Yeah. Well, if he had, if he had even an 81 IQ, he would have known better than <laughs> for somebody with off, for sure. somebody with the kind of exposure that he has not to sit down and talk to a reporter at all for any reason. All right. <laughs> but anyway, this reporter kept hitting him with these zingers, and he's like. You failed to mention this. He's like, that was taken care of. Like, no, we checked. It's not taken care of. There's an active warrant out for you. Why didn't you put that on there? Why did you lie? Oh, I didn't lie. He said, well, you didn't put it on there. And he said, well, I, uh, 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 I put on what I re what was in my mind at the time that I remember. <laughs> and, and so it became this massive thing as, as a Houston, uh, TV station that was uh, posting all, all these videos just one day after day after day it was more and more and more shit and uh, <laughs> so they suspended him with pay for a month while they investigate I don't know what there is to investigate it's a felony 
in Texas to falsify a government document, and an application to be a police chief is a government document. Right? It's a third-degree felony, two to ten years. And you would think that when someone is applying for the position of police chief especially, but police officer at all, or even just court clerk or city clerk or city secretary or anything to do with government that they'd run a background check on them. You know, they already had cops there. They were just hired for, uh, and they got a judge and a court that can also run all that NCIC shit. And you'd think, and Federale told us that it's standard procedure everywhere that when you're hiring law enforcement that you run an NCIC check. And you'd think they'd have done that right away and found out that he had a warrant out. And if they didn't want to arrest him, they could say, hey, wait here for a minute and go on and call the sheriff and had the sheriff come arrest him because he had a fucking active warrant out. But no, for over a year, they've had a police chief who is shaking down everybody who drives on the highway through this little 250-person podunk-ass town to the tune of a million dollars. They wrote over, they wrote like 5,500 tickets last year. And they barely have one mile of the highway running through there. And they, they've got this whole squad set up doing this giant grift, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year apiece, and you know they're all kicking up to him. And then he makes this giant ass of himself. Well, here's an update that I didn't even know had happened. So as, as the Coffee City Police, this is uh, from uh, KYTX. Henderson County Sheriff assists with Coffee City calls as investigation into police department continues. Well, isn't it something? You know, we used to try to get all this shit done. We had to fight him and fight him and fight him and get new people elected to throw the corrupt bastards out. We couldn't get the Texas Rangers to do anything. We couldn't get the sheriff to do anything. We couldn't get any of the various bureaucracies at the state level to do anything. We couldn't get the FBI or anybody to look into anything when these people were doing all this illegal shit. And we we just had to fight and fight and fight because we couldn't get Houston to cover it. Right, where millions of people were going to see it. We got City of Tyler to cover some stuff, but the the Tyler, not the City of Tyler, but City of Tyler news media. But they were real chicken shit, and the you know the 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 really really uh, hardcore allegations that we had. They weren't just allegations; we had stuff to back it up. They wouldn't cover that stuff, right? They 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 would cover the sensational stuff, you know, but they wouldn't cover the really really criminal dangerous and stuff so we we had to work for like a year and a half and get all the politicians thrown out so they could fire the police chief and the whole police force they had and they were supposed to not hire a new one the the, these people had told us yeah coffee city would be better off without a police force first thing they did was hire a new police chief and a bunch of new cops power does corrupt doesn't it even when it's just the tiny little bit of power you get being a, a jackass who uh whose ass sweats in the city council seat oh yeah yeah i mean petty tyrants got to flex a lot harder than just like yeah. ones. the other thing about a, the police force that was hired it was um something like 50 officers for a town of or was it 25 50 for a town of 50. less than 250 people like virtually all of them were in minorities of some stripe yeah and yeah yeah we showed been, a picture of that they had their own criminal records they had you know yeah been, yeah chased out of town they they uh it was over half of them had been fired from the police forces, given dishonorable discharges, been demoted, um, found uh, guilty of excessive force, 
of theft, of associate, uh, of associating with known criminals, and even charged with crimes. And as it turns out, so is the police chief, right? <laughs> but anyhow, when it came out how illegal it was, everything that they that the police chief was doing with that uh, warrant division, like two days later after the coverage came out, he suspended the warrant division. But anyway, here's the update. So. Since this hit the Houston news and millions upon millions of people are seeing it, finally the sheriff is going to do something. Or he says he's going to, he's acting like he's going to do something. Henderson County Sheriff assists with Coffee City calls as, oh, he's taken over for the cops. <laughs> as investigation into police department continues, as the Coffee City Police Chief serves his 30 day suspension with pay, I might add. Because they're doing an investigation. There's no investigating needs to be done. The sheriff should have already arrested that fuck. If the sheriff really wants to assist with calls, he needs to arrest that fucking police chief. Because that fucking police chief admitted on video, and he doesn't even have to admit it. All the sheriff has to do is run NCIC and see that he lied, that he had outstanding charges, and that he did not put them on his application and arrest him for the felony charge of falsifying a government document, as he would do at the drop of a hat if some dumbass citizen, because I've seen this happen a couple of times, some dumbass citizens having a problem getting their driver's license and they really need to be able to drive, they really need an ID, so they go into the you know, what everybody else calls the DMV, what we call the DPS office here to get their license, and they put a fake name on it. And you have to be dumb to do that because they're going to take a thumbprint. They're going to know who you are because you've given the thumbprint before, right? But they charge them with a third-degree felony and send them off two to ten years. Usually they don't get less than four for that. This is a fucking police chief who's lying on his application to be a, a police chief not only about some past criminal charge, but one that he did not appear for and that he has an active warrant for. So why hasn't the sheriff fucking arrested him yet? And by the way, this sheriff, I was, I was really saddened when I saw him get arrested. He's a very corrupt son of a bitch. He was, he was the, uh, department's dope cop. The sheriff's department's dope cop. And, uh, and he worked at, uh, as a, uh, law enforcement as a cop for the district attorney's office being a dope cop and he was corrupt as fuck right but he got arrested Bodie Hill Bodie what a big fucking act for yo my name but I'm sure Bodie Bodie Hill House <laughs> anyway so as the Coffee City Police Chief serves his 30-day suspension following an investigation into his conduct, the question remains, who will be protecting the citizens of the small town during this time? Well, they can uh, they can protect themselves. I think they're better protected with no fucking law enforcement around, <laughs> all things considered. Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse explained how they plan to assist during this time. I have talked to the mayor a couple of times in the last week, and I did watch the coverage that the Houston Television Station did. We've been working hand-in-hand hand with the mayor and have assured him that we will assist in any way that we can, Hillhouse said. And like I said, the first way they should assist is arresting this cocksucking police chief, right? An investigation conducted by our sister station in Houston, KHOU11, reveals details about Coffee City Police Chief John J. Portillo and the 50 officers on his police force. <laughs> Since that investigation... 
A warrant program created by the chief was dismantled and the chief was suspended with pay by the city council. In a previous interview with CBS19, Coffee City Mayor Jeff Blackstone said he's unsure of how many police officers are currently on staff serving the small town. Isn't that something? You're the fucking mayor, and they say, hey, how many cops you got? Oh, I really don't know. It'd be <laughs> irresponsible of him to comment without being fully aware of the details, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, we've actually put in a request to get an updated roster. We've not been given that information, Blackstone said. You cocksucker. To make sure the town is covered, Blackstone is working with Hillhouse to make sure calls are answered during this investigation period. We will make sure their city is covered. And you know, if we need to answer the calls that come in in the city of Coffee City, we will do that, Hillhouse said. Hillhouse said helping departments in his county isn't uncommon. Well, it, no, it's certainly not because most of the t- towns in that county are tiny, tiny little towns where if they do have a police force, uh, it's one or two cops and they go home at five and they, you know, they live outside of the county or whatever. And so, you know, after nine to five business hours, when all the fucking calls are going to come in, the only people to answer is the county sheriff and the county constable and so forth. Um, he said most police departments are understaffed. They have a hard time filling positions. Well, apparently not Coffee City. 250 fucking population town with 50 police officers. It doesn't sound to me like they're understaffed or had a, any hard time filling positions. There's basically a shortage of police officers. They're hard to find. And that is a fucking lie. There are so many people begging to be cops that they will do it for free. That was one of the things. um, I always knew there were volunteer this and that. Um, You know, my my longtime GF's uh, father was a volunteer Smith County deputy sheriff. And uh, this guy who was my stepfather for a while was a volunteer Henderson County constable. But now the stepfather guy probably did it because he enjoyed the, it made him feel like he had a set of balls or something, but he didn't do it very often. You know, like every other Saturday, he'd go out and write, he'd put on a uniform and get in a cruiser and go out and write some tickets, right? And uh, the, the GF's father, was basically doing it, um, you know, to be like a participant in the community. And you know, he was a local business owner. And he basically would put on his uniform and go uh, sit on the hood of a cruiser beside the ambulance and those guys at the high school football game, that kind of thing, you know, helping out with like security, high school football game or whatever. But all these small towns, they have, you'd be surprised how many of them have tons of cops like this because they'll, They'll hire, like, one police chief and pay him something, and it'll always be some idiot turd who can't get a job even just on a regular police force as a regular – I mean, on a police force as a regular cop, a real police force. But they'll hire, they'll hire him, and they'll, they won't pay him all that much, but it's always more than he's worth. And they might even pay one other patrol officer. But they put out the call for – volunteer police officers and these motherfuckers fall all over themselves coming up there begging, you know, all these guys who have gone and gotten an associate's degree in criminal justice and, 
please, please let me be one. Give me, you know, give me the referral to the academy. I'll, I'll come up here. And, and they're, they almost always weigh at least 350 pounds. And there's lots of women. And these small towns will have, a, have police forces with dozens of cops on them. But they're just all volunteers. You never know when they're going to come in. They, you know, they'll just tell them, "Well, you, if you want us to carry your commission, that's what they call it." You know, you can't, you can't be strutting around being a cop and having the powers of a cop if some some agency doesn't carry your commission, right? If you're not employed somewhere as a cop, you can't go around flashing a badge. It doesn't matter if you've been to academy and all. You can't go around flashing your badge and wearing your gun in situations where only cops can wear them and that kind of thing. Um. <laughs> So these, and, and you know, there are some people I'm sure who become volunteer police officers in the same spirit that people become volunteer firemen and volunteer uh, paramedics and stuff like that in these small areas. You know, there's like, hey, I want to help, right? But most of the people who become volunteer cops are like, I want to be a cop so bad. I want to arrest people so fucking bad. I want to swagger around so fucking bad. Nobody will hire me, but I'll yeah. do it for free. And they would pay. If it was legal for the city to be like, hey, want to be a cop in Coffee City? Oh, for $500 a month, right? They'd do it. They'd pay it. Yeah. There's dudes that spend, like, jobless, spend their own money to, be, uh, you know, be a fake cop. You know, occasionally you see these YouTube videos about these guys, uh, you know, buying old Crown Vic. You know, and they're all, yeah. they're all kitted out. They got more tactical gear than a real cop. Oh well, now they've they had that going on at Coffee City, and uh, okay, like um, there was this uh, there was this guy that they hired shortly before the election where we won everything, and he was one of the ones that tried to intimidate me. And I've got this video; I'll have to post it somewhere sometime. It's really really long, but uh, you know, I've said how they used to would send cops to try to intimidate me, right? I lived outside the city limits and they'd send cops and they'd park in the ditch across the street from my house and just sit there watching my house. Hmm. And uh, by this time, I bought my badass specialized cross trail bicycle, right? And I had a bicycle helmet. The reason that I had the helmet was so that uh, when I... If I wanted to ride around on the bicycle and film shit, I had a GoPro with a mount that would mount to the helmet, right? I saw that cop out there, and I grabbed that fucking helmet, put it on, grabbed my bicycle. And when I came outside, he tried to drive off, and I chased that motherfucker all over the subdivision on my bicycle. I chased a cop out of my subdivision on a bicycle. I have it on film. But anyway, uh, uh, this guy... <clears throat> had worked for uh, the DEA and he had worked for something else at Homeland Security. And he was constantly, he, he would have, he, he would have the, the police chief go up there and make his case. Uh, well, you know, he's got his own Harley Davidson cruiser. And if the city would just pay for the stickers and, 
pay for the uh, insurance that'd be required for a motorcycle officer. I mean, look what a look what a great addition that was a motorcycle officer. And this one guy who's really our guy, Don Weaver, he was really the good guy that we got elected. He was the one that uh, they tried to the old regime tried to put him when he was just a private citizen. They tried to who was opposed to the government there. They tried to put him in to frame him and put him in prison for twenty years, claiming that he had. Uh, uh, lied when he was the uh, when he was uh, the jury foreman on a <laughs> on a jury trial over a failure to signal ticket. All right, they put him through the ringer about that, and, and and we championed him. He got elected to the city council, and he was like, "What do we even need that for? You can pull people. We've got we've got squad cars. You can pull them over in that." And you're out on, you know, we're going to have to spend all this money on uh, stickers and all this other stuff for your personal Harley Davidson. And we're going to spend all this money uh, to equip you in a police uniform that's made for riding on a motorcycle. And every time it rains and every time it snows and every time it sleets and every time we have high winds and all that, it's, it's going to be dangerous for you to be out on your motorcycle. What do we, and, and you know. If you're the only cop on duty and you're on a motorcycle and someone needs to be actually be arrested and taken to jail, you can't. What are you going to do? Handcuff them and put them in the bitch seat? Mm-hmm. You know. And then he was like, uh, "Also, I've got my own F three fifty, one ton, and I just happened to have bought secondhand at a DPS auction these portable scales." And if people come driving through our town and my eyeball makes me think that their load might be too heavy, like, you know, truckers, over the road truckers Mm -hmm. and how your eyeball would tell them that their load is too heavy. But uh, my eyeball tells me their load is too heavy. I can pull them over and make them pull into one of the parking lots of one of the derelict businesses that have moved out of town because of this council's horrible fucking policies that have wrecked this town and weigh their vehicle. I can force them to weigh their vehicle right there, and if they're too heavy, oh, yeah, buddy, we're going to make the money, right? And all this shit, and all these dumbass yokels on these city councils, they always go for that shit. And this guy was what, you know, he had all this shit, and he's like, yeah, let me do this, let me do that, let me do this, let me do that. Hey, I've got a boat. Why don't we establish a lake patrol? It'll be like Baywatch, except I'm a really old guy and I'm not a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the actual lake itself is not in Coffee City jurisdiction, but who cares? This is the mentality these fucking people have. And, you know, we... What this Bodie Hillhouse said about how there's not enough cops in these police departments are instead bullshit. We got way too many police departments and way too many police officers. Way too many. They don't do a fucking thing. Hmm. You, you can you can have a, a municipal police force that's got, you know, say you've got you're a city with a million two million people. You can have a municipal police force that's got, you know, counting reserves and part times and volunteers and all that. Maybe five figures of cops, right? 10, 20,000 cops. 
when Black Lives Matter or Antifa start burning down the businesses downtown, what do they do? Do they stop them? Right. No, they go around. They go around fucking over uh, the average white guy all the time. Well, you've also got like the typical administrative bloat now. You know, um, like uh, Colonel McGregor's been talking about how in, during World War II we had something like seven four-star generals, and now we've got like fifty. Yeah, the military that's like a fraction of the size. And when I was teaching, we had as many full-time faculty as we had administrators. <laughs> you yeah. know. So so now you, mean you had as many administrators this. as you had full time faculty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Well, no, you said it the other way around. You, you made it sound like it was bad to have as many faculty as administrators. It's bad to have as many administrators as faculty. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't need that. Like when I was in high school, we had dozens and dozens of teachers just at the high school. In the three schools, there were probably a couple hundred teachers, right? They basically had two administrators. You had the superintendent of schools and the assistant superintendent of schools. And then, right. and then you had a principal at each school and an assistant principal, and that was it. Well, then each administrator needs to, you know, they need their, their four times annually, their, their junkets to uh, leadership conferences and, and this and that, national seminars, and then they've got to have their own staff as well. So yeah. they've got to have their secretary. <laughs> right. So I'm sure it's the same thing with these cops, too. And every time you have a... a, a like an extreme diversity hire, well, that person's just a diversity hire. That that role still has to be fulfilled, so you have to hire someone else in addition to actually do their job. Yeah, yeah. Every time you hire uh, a diversity hire, especially a female diversity hire, you have to <clears throat> you have to uh, have other resources that are the other resources are displaced to get the job done that that person was allegedly hired to do. So there's additional people that have to be hired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that something? Oh. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, here's a perfect example. When we were fighting that uh, city government, but right before we got started, this was how ridiculous the voter base was there. This fucking 18-year-old kid ran for a spot on the city council and won because nobody went and voted, right? And he was the youngest man to ever serve on the city council uh, in Texas or something like that. And he was a complete fucking moron. And he was a total wannabe cop. He was in the police explorers at school and all this. And... Uh, he quit shortly after I came along because I started researching him and I found all this shit he had been up to. He owned a crown Victoria, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he went and bought the lights like that. An undercover car uses, you know, that they put up on the dash and turn them on and stuff. Yeah. The wig wags. Yeah. The grill and all that. Mm-hmm. And he and a friend of his drove into Tyler and started pulling people over. Or trying to pull people over. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and these people looked in their rearview mirror, and they're like, that's obviously a police surplus car, and those are obviously a couple 18-year-olds in there. And they got on their cell phones and called the Tyler PD, and the Tyler PD pulled him over. It was one of those fucking things, right? Fucking kid wants to be a cop real bad, so bad that he buys a Crown Vic, and he's like, hey, let's drive into the big city and pull people over. 
can we do that? Well, I mean, we, we ain't going to actually write them tickets. We're, we'll tell them we're going to let them off with a warning. And he even had a fake uniform looking, uh, a, a uniform looking fake getup. It was, he was also with the fire, fireman explorers. He did that too. And so he would do stuff with the local volunteer fire department. And he had the, uh, blue uniform shirt and all and he had put on some fake badge and all this other shit they should have he should have at least gotten arrested and charged with a felony and you know if they want to go easy on the kid because he's a dumbass 18 year old then you know give him five years or so of probation and make it deferred adjudicated so if he doesn't get any any more trouble then when it's over it's like he was never convicted of a felony but no they lowered the the charge to some shit. He, he, I don't know how he did it, but he somehow got out of it with some little misdemeanor charge. And then it never even got mentioned. When the news was coming, oh, this young guy's running for office and all this. Never got mentioned. But I go and just, just Googled his name. First thing fucking pops up, local paper, like 20 stories about it. Right? And there... You know, and it's a real sinister thing because they're, you know, when, when, whenever somebody's impersonating a cop and trying to pull you over or trying to, you know, big dick on you like they're a cop, it, they could very well be wanting to rob you, rape you, kill you, whatever. And they're using that cop uniform to be able to wield the power over you to where you're sitting there vulnerable to them until you realize they're not a cop and by then it's too late, right? Right. And then you also sow in the public's mind, like, uh, fear that, oh, okay, that there's this guy impersonating cops. Um, you know, maybe I ought to pull over somewhere a little more safe or, you know, act in oh, a way to protect yourself. And then you've just drawn the ire of that cop and right. he knows what they're going to do. You know, police are well known for escalating situations. Oh, sure. Right. Sure. Disproportionate force and, you know, their ego and their, their adrenaline plays such a large part in it that, uh, yeah. Well, but there have been times and it's been long time, but like, uh, back when I was a teenager and stuff, there were times where in particular areas, people were getting pulled over by fake cops and getting robbed and stuff. And it was going on badly enough that, the on the local news they would have like the state police spokesperson come out and say okay if you're in this area and you're and somebody pulls up behind you you know you're out there all by yourself and they throw their lights on if you're afraid you're not sure that's a cop drive directly to the nearest police station right oh they don't say that anymore no you know and this shit goes on like crazy there were actual uh, robberies, some accompanied by murder that were going on in Dallas in the late 80s when I was working at the smut shops. And it was so bad that my supervisor came in. And, you know, this uh, they played this game, the shakedown game, where <clears throat> undercover vice cops would come in and buy a video, right? And they would never buy any of the sick shit because, you know, the smut shit. Well, I mean, all of it's sick shit, but they would never buy any like sick shit that a regular person wouldn't enjoy looking at. Right. They uh, they wouldn't come in and buy the queer videos or they wouldn't come in and buy the BDSM <laughs> as much videos. as they may have wanted to. Right. They would they would come in and they would get a regular 
either heterosexual or lesbian video. And they wouldn't be lesbian videos like real lesbians. They'd be lesbian videos like two really hot chicks that they paid to make out, right? They'd come in and buy it undercover, and then they'd take it to a judge, and they'd sit there and they'd watch it with the judge. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, the judge would say, hmm, Hold on, let me take this back into my chambers by myself for about 15 minutes, and I'll make a decision. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but they'd say, by God, that's obscene. And they would issue a warrant for who, they wouldn't know who it was, for whoever had sold them that video, right? And they wouldn't know who you were, but they'd say, well, they worked at this store at this time. And so a few days later, on whatever shift it was, they would send uniformed cops in. Two of them would come in, and they'd say, give me your ID. And you had to give them your ID because without, even without cause or reason, because you're operating a sexually oriented business. You know, that's the license, what it's called, sexually oriented business license. And in a sexually oriented business, it's just like, you know, at an alcohol-related business or whatever, you got that license. They can come in and ID anybody anytime. It doesn't matter if you're if you look old as Methuselah. They can just say, "Well, I want to make sure you're 21 years old and authorized to work in the store." But you know, they don't have to give a reason at all. But my supervisor, there were so many of these robberies going on, and they probably were actually being done by Dallas police, to be honest with you, right? Probably black Dallas police or whatever that were doing this shit. Because they never caught him. Mm. But uh, well, they don't. I mean, this, this is a fun pastime. I mean, like this is the kind of shit you want to do at work. If yeah, you arrest <laughs> these people and put them out of business. I mean, what are you going to have to do? Like, just go rough up hobos? They're dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were so many of these. No, what I'm saying, so much was going on was these robberies, right? There were so many of these police uniform robberies, right? Oh, okay. That the supervisor told us. When these cops come in in uniform, it was like I worked overnight. I I was in there in the middle of the night. Cops come in in uniform asking for your ID. You tell them, okay, but you want to see their ID first because they got an ID that they carry in in their wallet or whatever that proves they're a commissioned cop. He said, you tell them anybody can buy a fucking police uniform and a badge, but that your supervisor said you want, uh, you want to see that ID because of all these robberies that are going on. Right. And uh, the one night they came in asking for my ID and I told them that and they were like, no, fuck you. There's my badge. If you don't like it, we'll take you to jail. And I could tell looking at them, these guys are actually caught. They were white and uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they were very professional and cop looking, but they actually were required to show that according to that supervisor. I don't know. He consult those supervisors consulted with lawyers about everything, but they weren't going to show it. But, yeah, they'd come in there, and they would get the wrong person all the time because, like, the way that's you know, they had those places set up to where they would just run by themselves, where it was a system. And, you never, you know, and, like, when the cops would come in want to know who's the manager, who's the owner, I'm like, fuck, I don't know. You know, there's, like, there's four of us that work here. I don't know. We ain't got no manager. Well, how do you get paid? Well, I mean, you know, I come in. I come in every other Friday, and there's an envelope in the back with my name on it. It's got a check in it. (laughs) 
But you had three guys. You had a first shift guy, a second shift guy, a third shift guy, and a floater. And as everyone who's ever worked at a place where they have floaters knows, a floater is the turd that won't flush. But no, the <laughs> the floater was the guy, you know, everybody would get, would work five days and get two days off. And the floater would work the shift that the other guys were off. So, like, if the first shift guy's off on Monday and Tuesday, the floater works 7 to 3 on Monday to Tuesday. The second shift guy's off on Friday and Saturday. The floater works uh, 3 to 11 Friday and Saturday. The third shift guy's off on Sunday and Monday. The floater comes in and works uh, 11 to 7 a.m. Sunday to Monday. And I, I did that forever. And it was really, it, it's a hard way to go because you never have an actual day off. The longest that I, the only thing I got that they called a day off was a 24 hour period. That's not a day off. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it'd be like, like okay, you, you go, you get off work and 24 hours later, you got to be back to work. That was the longest I would get off. But, um, so they, they'd come in. It was just the most unconstitutional and illegal shit because, you know, they come by that fucking video and they, they didn't do it, go to any pains to, to write, okay, it's, uh, we took a picture. It's this guy or, uh, you know, here's a description of the suspect. Or even if they did give a description of the suspect, we all pretty much look the same, right? Um, they just come in. You know, it's like, yeah, I went in there a night before last or two days ago and bought this at this time, so... And the judge said it's obscene, so go back there and charge uh, and get the ID of whoever whoever's in there at that time. And they come in; it's a different fucking person working there. It might the guy that they bought it from might have got fired. <laughs> it's a totally new guy, <laughs> and they charge you with a Class B misdemeanor for obscenity, which wasn't even an accurate charge. Obscenity's like you know you're running around with your ass hanging out in front of people or you're running around screaming about sexual shit in front of people or whatever right no i'm sure these smut guys you know they always told you that they take care of any uh, illegal problems they did right? they paid for your oh oh they did did yep. they actually yep wow as long as you did like you were supposed to and never told uh who ran the place or who owned the place or anything like that or didn't and didn't talk and didn't sign anything right I was real good at spotting those cops. <laughs> One of the things that I would look for was two wallets. I'd be watching people, and they'd come in there looking at videos. And if they had two wallets, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to sell them a video because they'd have one regular wallet and one wallet with their badge in it in case they needed to use it, right? Mm. And, uh, and I could spot somebody who's cop-looking anyway, right? I mean, they're coming in in their civvies, but they looked like a cop, right? They didn't look like your common run-of-the-mill um, consumer of uh, adult entertainment <laughs> right no and, cum stains on the trousers right. uh and uh they had a uh, uh i had a real there, there was a really good loophole if they wanted to file that charge they couldn't rent the video they had to buy it right you had to sell it to them and when I would see guys that made me suspicious, they'd come walking up and they'd put the video up there and I'd say, you want to rent that? And they'd say, no, I want to buy it. Say, well, I'm sorry. We're, uh, we're going through uh, inventory right now and uh, we can't sell any videos, but I can rent it to you. And they'd be like, oh, screw it. And they'd leave. Yep. Cop. Mm. You know? 
But yeah, that's how that's how it worked. And then they would send uniformed cops in, and the uniformed cops would come in, and they'd get your ID. And see, one of the things that we had to do every day when we got there, and I always did it, but most of the guys didn't, and they would be really shocked when they got arrested. <laughs> they had the number for the for uh, Dallas County warrants on a sticket note right by the phone, right by the company phone. And when you got there, before you even changed registers and stuff, you were supposed to call it. And, you know, back in the 80s, you know, you had touch-tone phone. It would say, enter your birthday. And then enter your social security. The system shows no warrants for you, right? Or the system shows a warrant for. (laughs) And... I, I came in one day. I knew there was going to be one, but it took it took weeks. But I put it in, and yet there was a warrant. And so I called, uh, I paged the supervisor, and the supervisor's like, "All right, I'm going to get somebody down there right now." And they got somebody down there, and the supervisor drove me uh, to this bail bonds office, and the bail bondsman drove me over to the jail, and they checked me right in and right out. And like a year or two later, when the thing finally came to court, um. Uh, and I was living back in East Texas by then. I drive back, and they had this badass lawyer. And on his, on his card, it said, I prosecute the police. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I showed up, and they did this okey-doke that shakedown cops uh, always do, where it's like an agreed thing between – basically some kind of an ongoing criminal organization and uh, the district attorney's office and the cops and all. They, they did the shakedown thing where, you know, a lawyer gets paid off and they probably paid some fines or something, but I show up to court and the cop doesn't show up and the, and the uh, prosecutor doesn't show up. And so they dismiss the charge. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, they'd cover you. They'd cover you. But if you, I mean, there was a lot of shit you had to learn. And if you did something stupid like that, they would come and raid those stores. The first time it happened to me, I was working at the one that was right on Harry Hines Boulevard off uh, Walnut Hill, which was the place where, you know, the, the old 1980s style, you know, whores walking out on the street, you know, all these hookers in real high heels and uh, see-through underwear just, you know, in in droves, just walking up and down the street and dudes pulling over going, hey, hop in, baby, how much? And all that shit, right? And pimps sitting there in their white caddies and white jaguars watching and all that shit. And you'd think they'd have been busy with that, but they weren't. (laughs) But I'm working in that store and I was a floater and I was working... Uh, it was a Friday, and I was covering the third shift guy. Or not the third shift, the second shift guy, the evening guy. And on Friday, boy, was it time to make money. That's when you know all these people would come in and buy videos and buy vibrators and buy laundry and all that. And all that kind of stuff that I sold, I got a commission on. Well, the place is just full of people. And all of a sudden, this guy comes walking in. It looks like he'd been working all day in nasty conditions. He's got a carrier air conditioner repairman uniform on, and he's covered up in dirt and grease and stuff. He walks in and pulls out his wallet and opens it up. His badge, he says, "Uh, Dallas Vice, this is a raid. And all these fucking cops rush in behind him. 
And he <clears throat> comes up behind the counter and stands beside me to make sure I don't do something. And they go into the back to the arcade and they tear one of the booths apart and they yank a VCR out and they take the VCR and they file a charge against somebody. I don't know. It never came. This particular one never came back on me, but they file a charge for a criminal instrument, which was not a legit charge. The criminal instrument is like if you're, if they catch you outside somebody's house at three o'clock in the morning, you've got pry bars and lock picks and shit. That's a criminal instrument. There's no way a VCR is a criminal instrument, <laughs> right? Uh, well, they, you know, I could I could see the logic behind it. It's probably the, the closest, uh, you know, a code violation they could think of or come up with. Yeah, well, but the thing is, the city's licensing it, and the city's allowing it to go on. But they would every, every so often they would come in and do this shakedown shit, and they'd all get paid off. And the DA would be able to make a big deal to the moral majority. The, the particular DA that they had at the time was constantly making the rounds of the churches, giving a presentation on how he was fighting vice and all that. He wasn't fighting shit. It was a whole game they were playing, just like in almost just like in the movies, dude. Hmm. Whole game they were playing. Well, it was a whole different game they were playing in Coffee City, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. At, le at least uh, what was going on in Dallas was honest graft. <laughs> <laughs> they told the lies I tell. Right, right. But <laughs> anyway, I think it's time for Yeah, hell, it's time for us to take a break. Um, we do have quite a bit of actual content for you guys. Not that this wasn't content, but I mean actual current event content. We've got uh, we've got some ADL news for you. We've got some uh, we've got a little news from Federale about uh, an update in immigration policy. We've got, uh, we're going to talk about Danny Masterson's rape conviction. Uh, We're gonna at least uh, that '70s show guy, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the Jewish guy from that redheaded Jewish guy from that '70s show. Is there anybody on that show that wasn't Jewish? I don't or know. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the. Yeah, that Tanya Roberts, the MILF. She wasn't Jewish. Hmm. Oh, she was so hot when she was young. The first uh, she was She's uh, dead now, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I never watched the show. But I mean, I've seen pictures of her from the show, and she's. For a woman her age, she looked really good, right? Now, of course, that's on, it's on TV, so there's no telling, you know, how much went into that being artificial. But, man, in the early 80s, when the fantasy films got big in the wake of Conan and all that, they there was this really stupid, horrible fantasy movie that came out called The Beastmaster, Right. Oh yeah, I remember that. And she was the she was the uh, TNA for that movie and she showed her jugs and stuff and I was like 13 <laughs> or whatever it's like the beast yeah I gotta see the Beastmaster again uh. <laughs> 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 oh I love that movie the Beastmaster what's so great about it I don't know I can only think of a couple of things but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know 
no, no, no. I'm totally into all this fantasy stuff. That's what it is. But, yeah. So let's read our super chats that have come in so far. And uh, we'll take our break and we'll come back and talk about the topics list that I listed. And uh, oh, my God. I just got to look at the Reverend Chad Kroger's, uh, the Reverend Chad Kroger's PFP is there. Um, I'm, I'm during the break. I'm going to post it, <laughs> but what the Reverend Chad requested, I'm looking for it. Um, I'm looking for it because the, the description was really funny. Uh, well, he, he wanted, uh, It's Zelensky with uh, Robert Plant hair uh, wearing a <laughs> Jewish Space Force uniform holding a microphone. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so, okay, I'll post that in the chat on Telegram. Uh during the break, but let's, let's do these, let's do these, uh, chats. Let me get to them. Here they are for $5. Garen sent us a silver library coin sticker. Thank you, Garen. And by the way, hyper chats are down to two LBC and check. You've got some LBC probably because they give you a little bit here and there just for watching videos and stuff. And you hyper chat us or just tip us the LBC or whatever, that helps uh, That helps us in the rankings and discoverability and all that. It don't cost you nothing because you can't buy them if you're an American. Uh, and you can't sell them either. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, uh, Garen. And, uh, for, and, yeah, I've got it down to two library coin, and you can hyper chat with it. And that means I'll read it like it's a super chat. For $5, Fashy Barbecue says, I was at the store earlier. I can't believe all the Halloween merch is already out. There was one costume. I what? I know, I know. Is no, it? I'm seeing it. Yeah, they're changing out the, sh the, the shelves and everything. Yeah. Well, there was one costume on clearance. It was a bald-headed body modification tattoo circus freak. I assume it's one of the characters from the new Netflix chick flick government intrigue drama series. Ah, well. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, that doesn't make a good costume. I mean, you know, uh, someone with a bunch of tattoos and body modification and all that, uh, you know, wearing that in 2023 would be like, oh, it's 1973. What are you going to be? Uh, wh what's your costume going to be? Mm, regular guy. Right. <laughs> going to be a, a Seattle pedestrian. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Fashy Barbecue. For $5, Lance Peckerwood says, if global warming bothers you, you need to lose weight. Yeah, yeah or something. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lance Peckerwood. For $5, Carl LaFong says, replay fee. There will be a replay. It'll be up by the morning. Be up late tonight. Uh, thank you. For $10, Ragnar, Ragnar says, TKR rules the wasteland. Uh, thank you, Ragnar. Thank you very much. And we do. Uh, for $5, Male Monkey dropped us the silver library coin. And that's it. I don't know. They're not appreciating us tonight, hey, Farmer. And I just did a deep dive on cool stuff. I mean, just the last 20 minutes or so that we were talking, 
We were talking about real life, all kinds of weird cop drama and personal experience of Goodfellas type shit that I really lived. (laughs) These people, these people, man, what's up with them, hate farmer? They want to watch you watch someone else's stream and make comments on it. They want to hear text to speech. Oh, they're going to pound sand. That's what the people are demanding. They're going to pound sand because that's not the kind of show I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some real current events. And you people are going to share the link during the break. And you're going to repost the things. The mods are going to post the things for you to repost them. The the Gab post mods go to the uh, Telegram chat. Look at the bottom post where I've posted the We're Live links. And post those links in the chat. And these people are going to repost them. They're going to forward the Telegram post. They're going to go on their various social media, their Twitter, their Facebook. They're going to they're gonna say, damn the torpedoes, and post the link on there. <laughs> and, and they're going to give us super chats and spurg chats and hyper chats and all that good stuff. Or I don't know, maybe they won't. But at any rate, when we come back, <laughs> we'll talk about all that stuff. This is a really good break. If you enjoyed the intro, you should enjoy the break tonight. I put a lot of work into the intro and the break tonight. I feel I, I feel I deserve to be rewarded just for those. That was a neat, nifty intro, wasn't it, Hey Farmer? I enjoyed it. All right. I always like me some MGMT. is poppy and, uh, you know. Well, I like that song a whole lot. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them overall, but I really like that song. And, uh, deliver- and little, little, well, little this- Dark Age is good, too. They're kind of the reason why I don't bother looking into like the history of the the actual artists. You know, it, I'll probably just end up being disgusted and it'll ruin my experience. You know, yeah. You know what's going on while we're why the why the tips are the way they are, hey farmer, is because I've I've already I've already slammed this whole can of bang, and I'm operating on a level way beyond all the listeners. <laughs> no. All right, we got a break, short break. It's an awesome break. I've got some stuff in there that's not just music. You better not go anywhere. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. There's something especially good in there. So make sure you don't dare touch that dial, because we'll be right back. Stay right there. The Crypto Report will be right back. Francisco around. Well, it, let me just say that uh, these attacks are not unusual from the right. We have the New York Times having a field day about one thing or another in San Francisco, and we wonder about them, too. But nonetheless, the fact is we do have a, an isolated situation 
in the uh, downtown San Francisco, in the Tenderloin District and the rest. And it's a, and we have just said to the people there and the rest who are very much concerned about it, that if it, there is crime and there is violence and there are drugs, there will be arrest. And that's the way it is. Validating them. Now, you can see this in real time on Twitter, but at ADL, we also track the extremists. And we could see, like from virtue of what they were writing and saying, people like Andrew Torba, who runs Gab, a Christian nationalist and an ugly racist and anti-Semite. They were saying out loud in writing, we feel emboldened because the richest man in the world is taking on the Jews. And that's how this is playing out in the real world. I see this guy, I swear it was him a year later as a cop. Running around harassing some some uh, some uh, some good-looking women. Yeah. I mean that guy. I'm sorry you did so much juice that your testicles are the size of raisins. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry your heart's got some dead areas. I'm sorry you're gonna die when you're 40 years old, a massive heart attack, buddy. I'm gonna die, man. That stood up against the corruption. That didn't walk around like a bully. And you ever come through my house? B-A-T-F or any of the rest of it. I don't have illegal guns. I'm an American patriot, and I'll oppose you. You'll probably shoot me in my bed and use this tape. You'll probably kill my dog. You've done that in other places. I don't care. I'm a man. I protect my nation. I protect my people. And I'm not a coward. And you never forget it.
to the crypto report. Yeah, I'll just leave the damn wood chipper on, hey farmer. Are we back, hey That's farmer? what you got to do. Well, That's no, I don't got to do it. But, I mean, why be professional? Professionals oh, yeah, get paid. bucks, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't be mad at people for not sharing the link because Gab is down, as you just posted. No, I can be mad <laughs> because there are other places to share the link. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. The, the bad thing is if I have to do a bunch of bitching and begging about tips, I don't post replays. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you? Why would Why I? Would you? Why would I? You get what you pay for. I don't know how long the second half's going to be. I should here. I should just turn my mic all the way up and let. But no, I know what I need to do. They need punishment. Hey, farmer. Uh oh. Yeah, and I do have a new kind of punishment, as uh, you know. I'm sure. I don't know if you've heard it or not. Let me find it here. I guess I'm about to, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Let's see. I need to load it in the thing. Load it in the hopper. <laughs> Where the hell is it? Here it is. Okay. Okay, it's uploading to the thing. Okay, here we go. Yeah, this is what you all get to hear and think about for just a couple of minutes. Hey, buddy, you say you're straight. Well, that's great, but you ought to try something new. Cause you got a spot in a place that's hot And it likes to be tickled too I've got a walk to drop on your loading dock Deliveries in the rear So buddy, let's play while the wife's away Let me get you another beer Let me pop you in the pooper, buddy Till I hear you squeal If it hurts at first That'll pass and then You'll see how good it feels We'll do it all these styles So get on your paws And turn around and kneel Yeah, pop you in the pooper, buddy Let's see how good it feels Real good Okay, I think I've made my point <laughs> Are you there, hey, farmer? No, I had to step away from it. I saw that you said, in the chat you said headphones off. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough that that guy like made that song. It's whatever. He's a homosexual. But he had to have like actual artists, actual you know, musicians go along with it. Yeah. Yeah, and it got played on the radio. That's how I know about it. Right. <laughs> Was it Sean Hannity? Was it? Was it? That would uh, be a good one for Sean Hannity. You're a great American. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, Jeff Stryker. Jeff Stryker. Uh, you know, that's the thing about being a conservative. Uh, we can work with anybody, queer, straight, trans, as long as they love the Constitution, low taxes. 
and are willing to vote for that guy from Florida. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Oh, I heard like five minutes of Sean Hannity. I, I went to take a dump yesterday. It's a good time to do it. Yeah, and I had the radio sitting about 10 feet from the bathroom, so I just hit the on button, and Hannity was on. I sat down, and Hannity's arguing with people about how, oh, you know, oh, it'd be just as good if DeSantis was the nominee, and all these people are like, no, 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 and why are you being, why are you undermining? Hannity is trying to be the kingmaker for both the Republicans and the Democrats. Hannity has set up a one-on-one -on -one debate between Ron DeSantis and uh, oh, uh, Gavin Newsom. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, without just outright saying it, Hannity's thinking that, oh, well, you know, uh, they're going to somehow arrest Trump and he's going to be out. Be out. And, you know, somehow Trump is going to have to give up. And uh, they're not, they're not going to run Biden again. It's going to be Newsom. And I'm going to be the guy who set up the bit first big debate between the two of them before the second Republican debate even happens, right? <laughs> and and it, it, all of his arguments were just gay. And all, all the people calling in were like, yeah, I think DeSantis is a good guy. But no, I want Trump. And there were people from Florida calling and saying that. And Hannity's like, no, 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 no. With all of his stupid grug head takes that he's always had. That, that was the thing. You know, I'm not a conservative in the sense of what people who call themselves conservatives in the mainstream are and never have been. But, you know, as far as culturally and everything, in the strictest sense, of course, I'm conservative because when things were better, I wanted to keep them that way, right? But back in uh, the, the old golden age of Fox News, when they had Hannity and Combs on, as much of a grifting, extreme liberal, whining, bleeding left-wing Jew as Alan Combs was, Hannity was such a fucking moron that if you sat there and watched that show, you'd have to be like, yeah, Combs owned him again. Five minutes yeah. later, yep, Combs owned him again. Yeah. <laughs> He's such an idiot. All right, so uh, I said we had some uh, stuff to talk about. Let me, I thought I had it pulled up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We heard you heard during the break the uh, demonic uh, <laughs> Jonathan Greenblatt talking about Christian nationalists, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and what about uh, what is just an ideal spokesman for the ADL? And he you mentioned know, like Abe Foxman was was like your hand rubbing gargoyle, yeah. And <laughs> Jonathan Greenblatt is the homosexual like demon. Right, right. Well, anyway, the uh, <sighs> the funny thing is, like, Greenblatt and all of these activist Jews, which I guess is like most all Jews, but all of these bigger activist Jews, they're all losing their minds ever since this ban the ADL thing started. And Elon Musk 
is basically saying, okay, I guess I am going to sue the ADL because the ADL, their stock and trade is tortious interference. That's what they do for a living, right? Mm -hmm. They go around and they shake down businesses and social media and big tech, anything and anybody who may not bow to the Jew the way that they want. And they tell them, if you don't enact the policies that we want, if you don't install the algorithms that we want, if you don't ban the following list of people that we want banned, if you don't remove the following things from search uh, inquiries and so forth, and on and on and on and on and on. We will go to all, to who, however it is that you make your money, we'll wreck it. And most often it is we will go to your advertisers, right? And when Elon Musk bought Twitter, the day he walked into Twitter, before they'd even changed anything, when everything was running exactly the same way that it had run under the under Jack, right? They started an advertiser boycott campaign against Twitter on Twitter. (laughs) And it was so successful that it cost the company 60% of its revenues and and like 60% of the value of Twitter. And it's still an ongoing thing. And Elon's been posting it. It's something like Twenty-two billion dollars that it cost him, right? And he's saying he's guessing he's going to have to sue him. Well, wouldn't that be something? I'm not saying that necessarily that it would be possible to beat him, but he could he could play the attrition game with him. He is the richest man in the world. Yeah. But imagine this though: the ADL it has something like a hundred and something million dollars a year in. Uh, Income, you know, from donations, charitable donations, whatever, right? And they're worth, according to their last filing, they're worth $268 million. Imagine that Elon Musk hired every shark lawyer in the country, all the top ones, and went after them and got damages of $22 million plus some kind of huge punitive damage thing against the ADL. You could put the ADL out of business. He doesn't have really... You know, he, he that would stir up such enmity with the other Jewish institutions that, you know, SpaceX would uh, lose its FAA license, and, you know, he's probably just... Well, that, that I, I, I'm not saying that any of this money. is going to happen. I'm saying, in a fantasy scenario... Oh, uh, yeah, in a real fantasy real world but I'm not sure that he might not take him to court because they they have really 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 fucked with him and they have cost him billions and billions of dollars um, I'm looking for this statement not statement this email that the ADL sent around uh 
But people do beat the ADL. Here's uh, here's some stuff Elon tweeted. Here's his tweet that got him all started. This was while ban the ADL was going on. He says, based on what we've heard from advertisers, ADL seems to be responsible for most of our revenue loss. Giving the maximum benefit of the doubt, I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of the value destruction, so $4 billion. And, you know, he's come up with a more accurate number, around $22 billion. Document discovery of all communications between the ADL and advertisers will tell the full story. See, that would be the reason to sue them. You can sue somebody, and you get to do these interrogatories where you get to ask, you get to demand all this shit. And then once you've demanded all this shit and you've got it all, and it's all public records, you can drop suit. And then look at what you've done to them, right? And then uh, someone po- uh, posted uh, a, a clip from a story from 2000. Judge finds ADL $10.5 million in Colorado defamation suit. And Elon replied to it, and he said, interesting. In our case, they would potentially be on the hook for destroying half the value of the company, so roughly $22 billion. Mm. Well, he finds a lot of things interesting that he never follows up on. Right, right. But... Uh, I'm still looking for this thing. I know I posted it in, uh, let me try an image search here. I know I posted it in my telegram. Oh, I know how I'll find it. I'll do it with a word, with a term search. Okay, here it is. On the Greenblatt not knowing what to do with himself and, you know, being a son of Satan and uh, who lies like his father. (laughs) 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 He was going on these interviews and all and inferring that anyone who who was doing the band, the ADL thing, was an anti-Semite and a white supremacist and all this other stuff. And then they were like, well, what, you know, Elon Musk is an anti-Semite, and he tried to back off that. He he is afraid they'll sue him. And even if it destroyed a a bunch of Musk's value and and all that, it could could be a devastating thing for Greenblatt and the ADL and all that. So he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Elon's not an anti-Semite. And he tried to backtrack on a bunch of stuff he said. And then that very evening, he sent out this email to everyone who's on his email list. Or on the ADL email list. Whoever he sent this one to is named Michael. Because it's Michael, I am reaching out to you to share several alarming updates with you. And to ask you to take action against those who spread anti-Jewish hate. We will not falter. We will not be silenced. I went on to MSNBC this morning to discuss just how profoundly disturbing it is that Elon Musk spent the weekend engaging with a highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign on his platform X slash Twitter. A campaign started by an unrepentant bigot that was then heavily promoted by white supremacists, Christian nationalists, conspiracy theorists, and others. Finally, We saw the campaign manifest in the real world when masked men marched on Florida on Saturday, brazenly waving flags adorned with swastikas and chanting, Ban the ADL. But to be clear, 
The real issue is neither ADL nor the controversy with Twitter slash X. The urgent matter is the safety of the Jewish people in the face of increasing, intensifying anti-Semitism. ADL is tracking a surge of bomb threats and swatting attacks of synagogues and Jewish institutions. Dramatic levels of anti-Semitic propaganda being littered throughout Jewish and non-Jewish residential communities. And extremists marching openly through the streets in Nazi gear. ADL continues to work with law enforcement and community partners to reduce the threat of disruption and harassment from this extremist action. All of this is happening in a context of the highest number of anti-Semitic incidents that ADL has tracked in more than 40 years. And just days away from the Jewish high holidays. No. We are deeply gratified that in reaction to hashtag ban the ADL campaign, many people have come to the ADL's defense. Please consider making a donation to ADL now to sustain us as we keep doing the work to reach each and every day to fulfill our mission and fight anti-Semitism no matter who stands in our way. We believe that boosting voices of extremism as Musk has done is not just alarming, not just reckless. It is flat-out dangerous and deeply irresponsible. We need responsible leaders to lead and to stop inflaming hatred. Thank you for holding faith with ADL as together we fight hate for good. Sincerely, Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO and National Director. They've got like a Mad Libs or something where they just uh-huh. enter the various jargon terms. Okay, okay we need uh, uh, okay one uh, blood libel noun. Uh, white supremacies. Okay, we need another blood libel noun. Uh, Any semite. Okay, okay. Here it calls for another blood libel uh, noun. Christian nationalist. Okay, we need one more. Oh, what the fuck we found? Conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all in there. Nostrums. Yeah. I mean, not, not us. Uh, we got canards and and dog whistles. <laughs> dog whistles in there. Oh, real world violence, anti-Semitic propaganda. Yeah. Overstep your bounds completely, like uh, usurp processes, and then suffer the consequences. Oh God, look what they've made me do! Why are they constantly <laughs> making me act like a Jew? <laughs> right? <laughs> Those anti-Semites. Why won't they just do what we tell them? Why won't they just think what they're told? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I, we already heard him do it, but I want everybody to see this. This is a tweet from Andy Torba that's got video of uh, Greenblatt talking about these Christian nationalists. And Torba, his tweet says, watch his demonic face recoil when he says the word Christian. Let me get this up on the screen. Mm. Oh, and isn't it something how the day that Greenblatt starts going after Torba and Gab so heavily? I mean, this was today. 
that on Friday night at 11 p.m., which is prime time, social media time, right? Gab is down for everyone. I posted that. That's why I posted that in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. I, I ended the stream for a second. I went live again. Uh, type in there for people to refresh if they need to. I didn't mean to end the damn thing. <laughs> shit. It's reconnecting. Fuck. Okay. It's on. Tell them to refresh, please. The ADL's taking you down again. Yeah. Let me see if we're back. Yeah, we're back. What, did we go somewhere? Okay. Yeah, we're back. Wait, isn't it something? Ah! Okay, we're back. Um. So, okay, let me get this on the screen now. Why isn't it going? Oh, it is. I'm just I'm on the tab for Odyssey. Okay. All right. I'm going to play it now, hey, Farmer. Of course, you're going to have to deal with the... Uh, with the uh, delay. Here we go. Validating them. Now, you can see this in real time on Twitter, but at ADL, we also track the extremists. And we could see, like from virtue of what they were writing and saying, people like Andrew Torba, who runs Gab, a Christian nationalist and an ugly racist. Oh, person. I'm going to back that up. Look at his face when he says Christian. I, I've got it paused on it right now. He said, he's in mid-word of Christian. And look at him when he says Christian. I'm going to back it up and we'll watch it again. Let's watch it slowly. Yeah, we'll watch it at half speed. Here we go. Yeah, He's like a, a young uh, Michael Chertoff. <laughs> okay, here we go. Christian Orba, who runs Gab, a Christian nationalist in an ugly... It, like it, it, it literally hurt him. To say Christian. Let me back it up again. Here we I'm go. A Christian nationalist. Isn't it? Uh, and he doesn't much like the word nationalist either. But. <laughs> oh, nationalism for me, but not for thee, right? Uh, green, black. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play it at full speed and finish it. It's, it's, a, it's just a 27 second. writing and saying, people like Andrew Torba, who runs Gab, a Christian nationalist and an ugly racist and anti-Semite. They were saying out loud in writing, we feel emboldened because the richest man in the world is taking on the Jews. And that's how this is playing out in the real world. Validating them. The richest man in the world is taking on the Jews. Oh, oh, how terrifying. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Have you have you seen have you seen the uh the look that he got on his face like he just smelled and tasted shit suddenly when he said Christian? Yep. <laughs> it's God. It's like you felt some fish left in uh, the sun for a week. Uh, it's like I'm a vampire and the Someone, <laughs> someone's, someone's someone slung holy water at me. Oh, 
God. Yeah, Red Dog says the word Christian is holy water for his brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so it's a whole interesting thing going on over there. And, you know, regardless of, of what may or may not actually come from uh, any potential lawsuit or anything, it, it's they've got a dent in their fender right now, the ADL does, because it's been such a huge... And, you know, anybody who's, like, still gets their news from uh, cable news networks and television or whatever, what little bit that they might hear covered about this is just that kind of shit, what we just saw. But almost nobody does that anymore. Even boomers are all over the Internet right now, right? And, And, you know, unfortunately, they get... The boomers uh, mostly get their uh, internet news from Q-type sources, right? <laughs> but uh, Or from Truth Social. But everybody in the world gets all their news and, and their culture and everything like that from social media and uh, blogs and so forth now. And a few of them from... Shows like this. <laughs> but all anybody's talking about is this. Uh, just It's still going on. And hashtag ban the ADL trended for days, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting exposed. Like, you know, when that kind of thing trends, all these people who track them and... Uh, uh, keep up with what you know know the history of all the underhanded shit they've done and people who know how much power they have and how much money they have and what they spend it on and who they're allied with and everything they just go to expose and expose and expose that shit and it's to the point now where you've got like jews on twitter who are being like hey uh, not all of us jews support this i mean yeah i love israel and i think you goyim shouldn't kill us all but i mean my god uh, jonathan greenblatt the adl they were a great organization until very recently but they've taken it too far you know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be great <laughs> if it just uh, sh- closed shop, went somewhere else, and got opened it under a different name. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a Levitt's Furniture Store, you know? Right, right. Well, <laughs> oh. It, oh, oh, it would be amazing if because I mean, the ADL even was gone after the FBI, and the FBI has gone after them. But that was like in the eighties and nineties, and for a long time they've just had. And utterly spotless in terms of like you know their credibility with the public uh, track record. So it re- would really be something if uh, just through their hubris and overreach they they got in the bullseye. Of, you know, at least on paper, the richest man on earth, not the most powerful. Well, they kind of are in his bullseye because you know if he was kowtowing to them to the degree that they demand, ban the ADL would never have trended. Right, and he wouldn't be talking. He he's interacting with people about it. Like he interacted with uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Joel uh, Davis, or the Irish nationalist guy, Keith Woods. Keith Woods. Keith Woods. What am I thinking? Of? Who? I don't know what name that was. Yeah, Keith Woods. He interacted with him several times about it, and he's boosted a lot of people who are are pointing out all this stuff, and. 
he talks about what, how the ADL has done it, and he should ban the ADL. I mean, if tortious interference is not a reason to at least just ban them off the platform, then what is? Mm. You know? Of course, Alex Jones doesn't think we should ban the ADL. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to well, the ADL are Nazis, according to, uh, to uh, they they love Hitler. It's on record. Uh, that they shouldn't be banned. <laughs> no, it's on record that they love Hitler. Uh, <laughs> they're the most Hitler-loving organization in the history Clearly. of organizations. Clearly. Didn't you know? It's it's a statement that doesn't even need to be defended. It's just self-evident, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> No explanation needed for some fucking absolutely bonkers statement like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Alex Jones, you know, when he when he uh, has to critique uh, somebody like the ADL, he calls them Nazis like a hundred times. Never mentions that they're Jews. And <laughs> and the funny thing is, you know, it, uh, and I don't have anything pulled up, but it, but it turns out Alex Jones is not in control of Infowars. Um, Doesn't surprise me. There are investors and stuff. And uh, I saw some video where he was bitching about how he was wanting to fly out to Maui, but the people running things at InfoWars would not fund it, so he was going to have to raise funds himself to fly out to Maui and cover all that shit or whatever. But you can tell that the people who are actually running things, like running things at the website, posting things and all like that, they're smarter than Alex about this because if you go to um, Infowars.com or Band.TV, either one, to see the video where he's saying the shit that we're about to play, the headline doesn't read the ADL or a bunch of Nazis. It says the ADL is the modern Stasi, which is way more accurate, right? I mean, not that they're like yeah. the Stasi, but they're, they're like commies, right? They're not fucking Nazis. They're commies. But anyway, here's Alex uh, explaining what the ADL is and how you properly deal with it. This year. Oh, the ADL. Ban the ADL trending. No, we're not like the ADL. We don't want to ban people and arrest people. And we're not pro-Hitler like they are, literally. They're the most pro-Hitler organization I've ever seen in action. No, we don't ban them. They're allowed to have their horrible, evil, anti-American views. But they're not allowed to commit the crimes they commit against the public. We'll talk about all that. We come back. Stay with it. Uh, they are the most pro-Hitler organization in history. On re- more than the NSDAP in uh, 1933, Hey Farmer. They are more pro-Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we'll be right back. We're on, not going to touch this again. On, on record, in action. This year. Oh, the ADL. Ban the ADL trending. No, we're not like the ADL. We don't want to ban people and arrest people, and we're not pro-Hitler like they are, literally. They're the most pro-Hitler organization I've ever seen in action. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. And, and, uh, and they're allowed to spread their horrible anti-American filth. He literally says this. Was well, it any wonder we're losing? <sighs> He's got to please his paymasters. Like, I, yeah. Didn't he say this? He must have just been responding to the latest uh, uh, kerfluffle, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was responding. This was while hashtag ban the ADL was trending. And 
uh, somehow it got put in front of him. I don't know if it was. Uh, Oh, I think he was. I think he was announcing something that he was going to talk about when they come back, right? The band, the ADL thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fucking. I don't know how he'd follow up such a, a an asinine statement. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know Alex, do you? <laughs> I mean, I you know, we. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I mean, if we're going to talk about Alex for a minute, let's talk about Alex for a minute. Um, <laughs> um, and this is, oh, come on. The file explorer wanted to be a bitch. Come on. Okay, let's see. Here, no, that's not it. Here we go. Here's out, here, here is your, uh, Libertarian leading, constitution loving uh, American patriot, everybody. Blair's a good person. You look like a woman. Blair White's done nothing wrong. Your bones look like a woman. We're very blessed to have you as an amazing, beautiful, smart person. My genetics says this is a woman. You're an articulate, amazing person, a beautiful person. The way God works mysterious ways, it creates beautiful things. It just shows you how the, how God works in mysterious ways. I know this in my heart. You're a good person. You love the children. You're the perfect spokesperson. This Loves is what the uh, they probably should have uh, done over <laughs> at, uh, over at uh, Bud Light. Inherently, at a spiritual level, I realize that God's working through you, and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> you know who Blair White is, right? Yeah, yeah. Blair White, his genes are telling him that's a woman. Alex's genes are telling him the that. Most, yeah. Most uh, pro-Hitler organization ever. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know what you else? Know, they say, given enough time, Alex Jones is always correct. I, I think we're going to have to wait a while. Yeah, that. he's not going to be correct on this one. Um, that, that, that statement, given enough time, Alex Jones is... Uh, always eventually correct um yeah that became null and void when the sandy hook lawsuit uh became a thing and he's never going to be proved right on race and and uh all that nonsense i'm looking for let's see what well, god does work in mysterious ways this is probably going to be one of them yeah um <laughs> let's see no, it looks like I, it looks like I don't have the thing I was looking for here, but I do have something else. Uh, let's see. No, I don't want that one. Yeah, this one. Now this could be the problem. You're right there. I am Jewish. Like Jews, I'm Jewish. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not. What did he say? I'll be right there. I am Jewish. Like Jews, I'm Jewish. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> and he's the furthest thing from Jewish. I mean, other than maybe the way he behaves nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but he, that guy doesn't have a single Jew chromosome in his body. 
Unless he ate his neighbors and they're Jewish. Right, right. He ate right. his ex-wife, maybe he would, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, or his current one, I believe she is, too. Hmm. Uh, is she incredibly most pro-Nazi ex-current uh, wife ever? I don't know. Uh, she, worked at a, she worked at a strip club, and we know the Nazis love those. Um, uh, yeah. Open the most strip clubs in the entire universe. <laughs> right, right. Except, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's different with my wife. Um, <laughs> one more thing, since you brought it up. I mean, let's just have a little. Oh, come on, File Explorer. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, here we are. Since you brought it up, hey farmer, it's your fault. We're gonna Uh-oh. we're gonna play this for him. Eating your neighbors was like an alpha move to like right. get their life force, to yeah. their power, yeah. and and you know as sustenance in the post-apocalyptic environment. But now I just think he's like you know gonna toss their salad, right? <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, I no matter what he says or does, I I can't bring myself to dislike Alex Jones. I've never promoted him as a person who's like oh. You know, here's the here's the big guy with the real scoop, right? Never, but <laughs> God Almighty, he is great, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got an army of unpaid interns just doing cranking out all this content for him. Yeah, I remember when I had Leanne McAdoo, you know, with her giant tits. That's back, you know, she was a one, well, you know. My DNA really told me she was a woman. Then my wife found out. I had to fire Leanne. Also, there was that whole thing, her with the black. I mean, I don't really care. I don't care if America becomes 80% non-white as long as 
They love the Constitution, Second Amendment. <laughs> but, but I tell you, Blair, my DNA, mm, my DNA is rock hard right now. And, and if I wasn't married, if I wasn't married, you and me, Blair, <laughs> we'd be we'd be making those satanic pedophiles real hot and bothered. Right now, you and me, Blair. You and me, Blair. You look hot in that bikini. Oh boy. Oh, look at that. How did That's you tuck the that? of God. That's the bulges of Christ in your pants. I can't. Now, now, that, now that you've taken your bikini bottoms off, I got to say, Blair, uh, are, you a, are you a magician or something? How did you tuck all that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, I basically I bend it and stick it up my ass. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're all woman. That's that's the most feminine thing I ever heard. Screwing yourself in the ass all day, every day. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I'm all man. I I literally thousands of women, but I tell you what, Blair, I've never actually fucked myself. Yeah, I, you know that's Blair. Amazing. You know Blair. I said on the air. I said I don't care if President Trump suck golf ball. President Trump's gay. He sucked a ding dong. As long as it stopped World War Three. <laughs> and you know, I don't have a gay bone in my body. But if that's what it took to stop World War Three. I'd suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> but you know, Blair, I'm still not gay. Because, like I said, my DNA tells me you're a woman. <laughs> I think I'm ready to start. Sucking that golf ball, Blair. <laughs> As a straight man. As 100%. All men. I've been with over 500 women. You're going to be 500, number 501, Blair. <laughs> God damn. Alex. Oh, Alex. <laughs> well... Uh, who'd have thought Alex's uh, quips, lot word mouth would uh, catch up to him? You know. Well, yeah. Well, you know. You know, Blair. Now that we're All sitting comfortably, you and I. Now that we're sitting comfortably in my office, I wanna. I wanna offer you sausage, like, like I offered that guy from your Spiegel, except I don't have any barbecue this time, Blair, and. <laughs> also, I feel I can trust you, Blair. <laughs> Something about you. I don't know if you remember, if you recall, but there's this controversy about my phone. I was showing everyone the new InfoWars app, and suddenly tranny porn popped up on it. Blair, I lied. I told everyone... I don't watch pretty porn. I don't watch porn at all. And I don't know anyone who hasn't had tranny porn pop up on their phone. Well, I mean, that part's true because all my friends enjoy tranny porn, too. We watch it together. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> none of them as pretty as you, let me tell you. You're the, you're the hottest one. If Bud Light would have, if Bud Light would have put a picture of you in that bikini, It'd be the biggest brand in the world right now. 
you know, you know who needs to hire you as their spokesperson? Blair Liberty Safe. You know, <laughs> Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe keeps your junk as secure as Blair White's penis when it's tucked. Nobody will even know you've got any junk. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little more serious. Um, this is from Deadline.com. Uh, Danny Masterson, sentenced to 30 years in prison after rape convictions. And uh, as everyone knows, Danny Masterson uh, played the... Uh, I can't remember the character's name because I didn't watch the show, but he uh, apparently... He was huh? a frizzy-haired uh, guy with sunglasses. Yeah, just like a, a worked at the photo mat with Tommy Chong or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and the main character, the uh, nerdy kid guy, um, his parents took him in for whatever reason, right? So they all lived in the same house. And uh, they and all their friends would smoke pot in the basement. Uh, that was basically what the show revolved around. They'd smoke pot in the basement and um, they'd start talking and then it would lead into whatever the story was. It, I mean, that's my impression of it. But anyway, I mean, my sister used to watch it when it was, when it was new and she'd go, Oh, you've got to watch it. It's so awesome. That 70s show. And I was like, what's it about? And she basically told me that. I was like, why do I want to watch that? I mean, why don't I just, smoke pot and go do stupid shit instead of, no no it's better if you smoke pot and watch people go do stupid shit and then when the show's over you smoke a little more pot and you go out and do stupid shit it's a whole process but, but anyway okay updated with defense statement Danny Masterson was sentenced this morning to 30 years to life in prison for multiple rapes as the one time that 70s show actor was for both of his trials on the criminal charges, Masterson was present in court today for the sentencing from Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Charlene Olmedo. Permitted to address the court, Masterson chose not to speak Thursday, though he did confer with defense lawyer Philip Cohen before sentencing began. Your Honor, come on. Uh, <laughs> speaking to Masterson directly of a, quote, criminal justice system that you feel has failed you. Judge Olmedo told him that, quote, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago were criminal. Masterson was informed that because of his sentence, he will have to register as a sex offender upon parole or release, which the ex-network star told the court he understood. Given the maximum sentence allocated under law, Max... Masterson was taken out of the court by sheriff's deputies to begin formally serving his time in state prison. As the sentence was announced, Masterson's wife, Bijou Phillips, and other family members quietly wept in the public gallery. Today's sentencing comes over three months after Masterson was found guilty by an L.A. jury on two of three counts of sexual assault. The rapes occurred two decades ago. Masterson was given 150 days credit for time already served. He was also notified that he can file a notice of appeal within 60 days of today, a move the defense is expected to make quickly. Quote, 
Let's see, is this the, his lawyer? No, this is the judge. Or not, I don't know who it is. For the past several months, a team of top appellate lawyers in the country has been reviewing transcripts of the trial. They have identified a number of significant evidentiary and constitutional issues which they will address in briefs to both state and federal appellate courts, said defense attorney Holly outside the courthouse after the sentencing. The errors which occurred in this case are substantial and unfortunately led to verdicts which are not supported by the evidence. And though we have great respect for the jury in this case and for our system of justice overall, sometimes they get it wrong, and that's what's happened here, she continued, adding, Mr. Masterson did not commit the crimes for which he has been convicted, and we and the appellate lawyers, the best and brightest in the country, are confident that these convictions will be overturned. Earlier, the defense unsuccessfully had sought to have their client's time served concurrently. So apparently they've stacked 30 years to life, two two, uh, sentences of it, one on top of the other, if they're not concurrent. Yeah, they're, they're having him serve. Having him, ser- there's only two ways to serve multiple sentences. One is concurrently, and the other is consecutively. And if the minimum on thirty years to life sentences uh, is thirty years, and he's serving them consecutively, then the earliest he could possibly make parole would be after sixty years. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure exactly how it works in California. You know, there may be loopholes around that, but that's what it sounds like. As attorney Sean Hawley made clear in remarks to the court today and in a filing this week, if the defense's argument had been successful, that would have seen Masterson in prison for 15 years to life, his maximum, with eligibility for parole 85% of the way through his sentence, as they made clear in court today. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office disagreed with that and asked for 30 years to life for Masterson. Articulated by Deputy D.A. Reinhold Mueller today, that that disagreement was based in no small part on the fact that there were multiple victims on multiple occasions of forcible rape in this case. Well, that's not the way I've heard it. Free on bail at $3 million until May 31st of this year when the verdict was delivered. Masterson was arrested in 2020 over the alleged assaults that occurred between 2001 and 2003 in his Hollywood Hills house. The prominent Scientology member, (laughs) that's one way to describe him, I can think of a shorter word to describe him with, was looking looking at up to 45 years behind bars and found guilty on all three rape counts. Oh, okay, he's serving it consecutively, so it's two sentences of 15 to life, and he's serving it consecutively, so it's 30 to life. Okay, I got it. I got it now. Um, and if he had been convicted of the third charge, which was an identical charge uh, by another person claiming identical shit that he was found not guilty of, it would have been 45 to life. Uh, following a late 2022 trial that resulted in a deadlocked jury, and what they're not telling you here is it was deadlocked deeply in favor of acquittal. But there was one or two people on the jury who were like, no, 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 he's guilty, and they ended up deadlocked. Right. Yeah, he's going to get some kind of appeal. This is, you know, I, I don't know any any the details about the case either. I mean, like, well, I'm looking to see he, got- who did he allegedly rape. You know. Okay. Well, let, let's continue because I'm, I'm scrolling down. And it looks like there's it gets a little more interesting. Um, deemed a flight risk by Judge Olmedo, Masterson has been behind bars since May 31st, awaiting this twice delayed sentencing hearing. With his hair slicked back, Saudi Israelia. Scientology, Israelia. Yeah. 
With his hair slicked back, a bearded Masterson sat with his Holly and Cohen-led defense team as the proceedings started just before 9 a.m. Thursday. Before sentencing was handed down, the court addressed the recently filed defense motion for a new trial. After listening to dense and constitutional-based arguments from both the defense and the district attorney's office, the September 5th filed motion was denied by Judge Olmedo. As his defense team reiterated in both trials since the verdict, Masterson, who was quickly fired from the next Netflix comedy, The Ranch, at the end of 2017, as the assault claims became known, and has been excluded from that 90s show, oh, so what, the people from that 70s show are middle-aged now, so they're doing that 90s show? Who even knew? Oh, God, <laughs> I know they tried, like, that 80s show briefly. Ugh. Mm has insisted he is not guilty and that sex with the three Jane Doe's was consensual. While not a formal defendant in the criminal case, the Church of Scientology and its role in allegedly seeking to cover up the rapes and punish the victims were frequently brought up in both trials. After the new trial motion was denied today, victim impact statements from all three Jane Doe's in the case were read out in court. I believed him when he called me stupid, untalented trash. <laughs> said the statement by me too. Said the statement by Jane Doe number three, Masterson's former girlfriend, Christina B. Citing how charming Masterson could be and the harassment she says she and her family have suffered from the Church of Scientology since reporting the assaults by Masterson to the police years ago. The Jane Doe says that she was regular, quote, regularly abused and raped repeatedly in the cycle of abuse that much of her, their relationship became. Stating the long-term ramifications of the rapes by Masterson, the remarks from the former model were read out by L.A. County Deputy D.A. Ariel Anson. No one is alone, said a tearful Jane Doe number two of others in the case in her own victim statement. Nowhere felt safe. I have severe PTSD, waves of panic attacks, she went on to say. You did this to me and all your victims intentionally. You have to sit in a cell in shame, added N.T. from the podium at the front of the courtroom to a stone-faced Masterson less than 30 feet away. I still have to contend with what you did to me. The rape deformed my ability to trust others, stated the Jane Doe number two with her voice often breaking. A former and self-described brainwashed member of Scientology. Jane Doe number two also condemned the church for protecting its prized members like the pathetic Masterson. She went on to claim, as the separate civil trial alleges, that she had been harassed and stalked by the church for speaking out over the rape. Pausing for several times throughout her often harrowing comments to compose herself, Jane Doe number one gave the final victim statement today. I didn't choose to be born into Scientology, just as I didn't choose to be raped by Danny Masterson, Jen B. told the court, telling those assembled how her Scientologist mother has shunned her 
since she went to the police almost 20 years ago to report being drugged and raped by Masterson. The passionate Jane Doe number one also condemned the church and its code against those who speak out against untouchables like Masterson. I wish I had reported to him earlier to the police. So in other words, she allegedly was going to go to the police and didn't go? Hmm. Jen B. said of the years after he raped her. Crying during her 20-minute statement, the Jane Doe also told the court how her eldest daughter was mocked and bullied by schoolmates who called the girl's mother a liar for reporting the rape. Jane Doe number one noted that her then nine-year-old daughter was included in the NDA. She was made to sign decades ago in front of then Masterson lawyer Marty Senior. This is a real court. This is not a celebrity center, she continued, claiming further harassment during the trials by Masters and family members and Scientology supporters. Before sentencing. Blame it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Just, uh, I'm just not catching it. You can't blame an NDA for not reporting a crime. No, you NDAs can't. Don't, NDA doesn't like. <laughs> sign this NDA about murder. Yeah. You know, a rape. Whatever. Before sentencing Thursday, Judge Almedo also heard from lawyers for the Jane Doe's involved in the temporarily paused civil trial against Matt. See, this now the reasons for all this is coming out. The civil trial against Masterson and the Church of Scientology for harassment and more. The attorneys wanted access to documents from the criminal trial that may or may not have been compromised due to a leak by Masterson's previous defense team of now-sanctioned Tom Massaro and Sharon Applebaum to a Scientology-affiliated attorney. Masterson's retrial began on April 24th and concluded on May 12th with the defense calling no witnesses. Well, I mean, what kind of witnesses could they call? There's three women, one of whom... The jury found not believable who are claiming that you got to take their word for it that 20 years ago, even though they were in a long term relationship with this guy, that he was forcibly raping them. And, and the forcibly part, that's a term that was used by the um, prosecutor. Um, I've seen some videos and all where they describe that they're claiming that he drugged them and raped them, right? Bill Cosby shit, right? Uh, let's see. While mer- most of the retrial was vir- vi- virtually empty except for the accused attorneys, sheriff's deputies, Masterson supporters, and a handful of journalists, today's sentencing hearing was jam-packed. I'm, l- I'm just looking to see... Uh, Oh, and Leah Remini got involved. You know, she's an ex-Scientologist who, you know, she's not the hot, um, milfy redhead from that, what, whatever that stupid show she was on where her husband was the fat UPS guy. And, you know, she's not the hot, milfy redhead with the big tits anymore. She's old, fat, post-wall uh, woman. And so she remains relevant as much as she can by going on talk shows and stuff and talking about how horrible Scientology was for her. And I'm sure it's not great. It's a freaking cult. But at any rate, um, Remini spoke in court. (laughs) At one point Thursday, as the court was taking a short break before sentencing, Remini and a publicist for the defense got into a brief exchange at the back of the courtroom. Oh, King of Queens, that was the name of the show. I never watched it either. Um, 
the King of Queen Star exclaimed, You got the wrong girl. And the publicist replied, Don't talk to me, as Remini walked by. With a number of onlookers turned away from the full courtroom, blah, blah, blah. Now that sentencing has occurred, the civil trial could start up in a matter of weeks. The judge in that case has scheduled a hearing for September 27th, which is likely the stay will be lifted. Awaiting the results of an early October restitution hearing in the criminal case, the civil case could reveal much more of the fallout from the judge. Yeah, there's going to be a way lower uh, evidentiary burden in a civil court than there is in a criminal court. Uh, Even if he's acquitted or, like, you know, he has a retrial and, and everything's taken care of, he's still got that. Yeah, a rape allegedly twenty years ago is like going to be impossible to disprove in a civil court. Well, but it should be impossible to prove in any court. Yeah, because you know I've said this many times. If there's one thing I'm against, and yeah, this is me totally going on a limb here. <laughs> but if there's one thing I'm against, it's like forcible rape, right? But how do we know you've been forcibly raped? Well, the main way is the instant that you can that you're able to get away from the rapist, you go directly to the police or to the emergency room and tell them you've been raped, and they do a rape kit on you, and they interview you, and they take pictures of your injuries, and they get a medical report on the state of your vagine and or your butthole or whatever. And if you were actually raped, they get DNA of the person who raped you. And it's all fresh. It just happened. The police interview you. And if it looks like uh, there's probable cause that someone forced you to commit a sexual act that you were not willing to engage in against your will, they go and arrest them, right? Yeah. But to come along yeah. 20 years later and be like, yeah, I was his girlfriend, and he was mean to me all the time. I mean, even when he wasn't raping me, he was calling me a <laughs> talentless, no-account slut, and, you know? How do you... Yeah. And the thing is, you're not supposed to have to disprove anything in a court if you're the defendant. It's not how it's supposed to work. But that is how this is working. He's got, in this case, three accusers. You know, one of them went public with an accusation, and then boom, up popped more. And that's what happened with Bill Cosby, too, right? And that's what's happened with several people. That's what happened with old, uh, what's the name, Jew Weinstein, right? You get one of them pops up and says, this happened. And it was rape. And it was 25, 30 years ago. But my God. And then all these other women, they they see that gravy train of, oh, I'll be... I mean, you know, even Gavin Newsom's wife claims Weinstein raped her. The first lady of California, raped by the man... She's the one that described his penis as being fish-like. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know fish had penis, but well, no, her, his penis his penis was like a fish. Oh, oh. Those, uh, <laughs> one of those uh, goldfish crackers, or 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not a uh, lying wannabe movie <laughs> actress, right? Well, I mean, his penis may have been fish-like, but he didn't force he didn't force his fish-like penis into her. Uh, she allowed the fish-like penis into her. The thing that made it rape was that she did not then be, get a leading role in a Weinstein production. Well, I don't know. Wasn't she in uh, The Shape of Water? Who, Gavin Newsom's wife? Yeah. I don't know. The I've never seen... Oscar-winning thing about the woman who falls in love with a fish monster. Uh, <laughs> what? No. I, I know what you're talking about now, <laughs> but uh, I've never seen that. No. Uh, I don't know. And I guess you're joking, but um, I've never seen it either. But, but yeah, I mean, it seemed like an appropriate joke to make, even if it was handled appropriately. If if forward. you actually did get ra- now, uh, as a person who was well into his adulthood twenty years ago, let me tell you, it was not some kind of a culture where if you went to the authorities and told them you'd been raped, that they made you sew a scarlet letter to your dress, right? right. It, that, no. At no point in my life has it been like that. And, you know, I haven't heard this excuse in a long time, and I'm not saying they're even using it here. But in my adult life, virtually every woman that I ever got to know, and when I say got to know, I don't even mean necessarily got to know intimately or that they were my girlfriend or whatever. But if I got to know them really well, like if I became, if they were somebody that hung out in my uh, a lot, and they trusted me, or they were around me and they were drinking stuff, oh, they all claim to have gotten raped at some point. Every one of them. Every one of them. And guess what? None of them did. Press charges. Right. None of me went to the hospital. It just it was something to tell about later. And you'd be like, well, why didn't you go and uh, press charges? Oh, well, you know, I didn't want to go through all that. And, and I didn't, you know, you know how people f- think about you when you, you're a woman and you've been raped and all this. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. If not that's much, a motivation, then why are you telling me? Constantly accusing guys that. Uh, well, no, I mean, if that if that was your motive, if that was your motivation for not reporting the rape, then why are you sitting here telling me that you got raped? And if you're telling me, surely you've told other people, right? Most of the, most of these rape stories, when they come years and years and years after the fact. What they actually are is a woman got herself into a situation that if uh, if society, if the culture was set up the way that it should be, the woman wouldn't be getting herself into a situation like that in the first place. Or if she did, she would be considered a slut or a whore, and that would be considered a bad thing that women didn't want to be, Right. But that's what most all of these race artists, they got themselves into some situation. And often there were various levels of inebriation going on. They were at some place where they either did or should have known better than to be. And they were willing to do things for whatever reason that they regretted later 
and they either convince themselves, which I think in many cases they probably do over the years, or in more, most cases, they just try to convince everyone else it was rape. It was rape because, yeah, I mean, I did go over there wanting to snort coke and do quaaludes and, and drink jack when I was 16 and these dudes were in their early 20s. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, they turned me out and everything. And, no, you know, I didn't fight back or whatever. But, man, that was rape. I mean, forcible rape. I mean, yeah, technically it might be statutory rape. Or, you know, I'm, I, yeah, you know, I went to the, I went to the toga party at the frat house and I started drinking the coon dog punch. I mean, I drank like a gallon of that shit. I was trying to get just as fucked up as I could. And yeah, I mean, you know, it might've been consensual. The first three, four, five guys. But by the time I got spunked on by the whole frat, there's no way I can send it to all that. Right. I mean, I I barely even remember half of it. Well, we we just need to, um, you know, protect women that choose make make those choices, right? Yeah, we do need to protect them. They they need to not uh, make their own decisions. Oof. They need to, they need to have men whose job it is to care for them, which before they're married, that would be their father. Or if their father is dead or out of the picture for some reason, it would be an uncle, a grandfather, whatever. That person should be in charge of them until they're married. And then their husband is in charge of them. Is that unreasonable? Yeah, under current circumstances. No, but yeah, no. I, do, I did I, not I, ask I, about current fucking circumstances. <laughs> under current circumstances, my DNA tells me Blair White's a woman. Yeah, there's simply no way that we can... I, I think it, it's just men are constantly being held ransom by the shoddy recollection or malevolence of women. And essentially, you, uh, you run the risk of any time in the future, and especially if you happen to be successful later on in life or wealthy... Or gain any sort of uh, notoriety, you essentially have that, like a sort of Damocles hanging over you because you you are helpless to defend yourself. Yeah. And this, it's not like this guy was like you know, I don't know what he's done. I knew that he was in uh, that '70s show, but to my knowledge, he's done absolutely nothing. So it's not like he's got a. Hold well, apparently, on he was in some show called The Ranch. I don't know if it's about the dressing or about a place where they have popular. cows. So it was on Netflix, so even if it wasn't popular, that uh, Netflix's business model is to spend shitloads of money on stuff that loses shitloads of money. Mm. So he made money off of it, I'm sure. But, I mean, these guys, all those people on that 70s show made a mint because, you know, immediately, even before... The original series, you know, even before they stopped filming new uh, episodes, it was already in the the older se uh, seasons were already in syndication. And that shows, I'm sure it's still in syndication. And those people get paid forever. Um, I mean, you know, there, a lot of the older shows like Gilligan's Island and stuff like that before these people had any idea how 
Um, a show might not even be all that popular when it's new, but then it goes into syndication and becomes the most popular f- thing in the world. You know, they got those kind of people got screwed and stuff, and they would have to go around and, okay, here I am. I'm Gilligan. I've got on my red shirt and my stupid hat. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to sign your shit. And, uh, yeah, you can come up to and pretend you're the skipper and scream at me for $5 and <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, by the time that 70s show was out, they were long past that point where all these agents, whenever somebody, even unknowns, would get a role on a series that was starting up, they would have uh, in their contract that they were going to get paid so much every time that fucking show got uh, gets aired uh, as a replay anywhere, right? You know, they, they were going to get a percentage uh off the gross of whatever the production company, the network and everything that owns it gets paid for the syndication of it or for the replays or whatever. And so, you know, these, these people are making a mint. Even people who are just like bit players in commercials that you don't even know who they are nowadays. If the commercial gets played enough times, if it lasts long enough, I learned this from listening to this it was really a crappy talk radio show, but it was what was on when I would be making my commute home uh, in Dallas in the early aughts. This guy who was a sidekick of the host, and it was only a local show. It wasn't like a national show. It was a local show. It was the Russ Martin show. And this guy who was his sidekick on the show, I think it was a toilet paper commercial. That he had been, he had been in a couple of commercials, but there was this particular toilet paper commercial that he had been in. And that toilet paper commercial ran for years and years and years. And this guy, he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I do this show and stuff just because I love it, but I don't ever have to work again. I, the check's still coming in from that commercial and we filmed it 20 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> so. I yeah. can see where they're striking, right? Yeah. Fucking Seg Astra. Or whatever yeah. uh, the union is. Well, I mean, I, I, I wish that they would just start having chat GPT write the shit. Apparently, they've been doing that. So I knew that the, uh, the Screenwriters Guild, they were complaining about or wanted to have it written in their future contracts. The, uh, the government could, or the government, sorry, uh, the studios couldn't use chat GPT or some sort of AI, but I guess that's what the writers have been doing the f- in the first place. So uh, maybe they got to be hired to be the ones to input the, the, the prompts into the web page. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you look at the shit, the absolute shit that these writers write Right, like, and one of the things, and I don't watch TV at all, so I only know this stuff from reading articles about it. But one of the things that immediately suffered, I don't know if they're back on trying to work with scabs or if the alleged super funny men who host the shows are having are writing their own jokes trying to, but I think they're all still off the air. All those god awful fucking late night talk shows were immediately off the air, and I'm like. Yeah, I've seen some of these monologues. What do you need writers for? I mean, literally, if you got up on stage and and farted into the microphone, it would be not only a funnier but more intelligent show. 
And and you've got a whole team of riders riding this bullshit. And 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 you know what the bullshit is? Oh, did you hear about Trump today? What an asshole! What a criminal! What a piece of shit! What? You like Trump, and you won't take the vaccine? Well, guess what? When you have a heart attack, you shouldn't be able to go to the hospital. Ha ha ha! I mean, that's the, that's the kind of shit. Yeah. And look at the garbage that is coming out of Hollywood. And these are the highly paid writers. Look at the garbage coming out of Hollywood. Look at the garbage coming out of Netflix. Look at the garbage coming out. Even, even like, uh, the big Disney products. Look at the garbage coming out of the Star Wars universe. And look at the fucking garbage, uh, coming out of any kind of mainstream entertainment. Look at the fucking garbage. Yep. I think it was uh, St. 88 millimeter. He and I were sort of like uh, confessing our our guilty pleasure of science fiction. And there's a, a Apple series. I don't know. I find it on the web, Russian webpage of Streaming Freedom. But the foundation, they've turned that into a series. Oh, yeah. They turned it into a multicultural, uh, you know, BIPOC, LGBTQ, plus, 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 and all that, right? Yeah. And I see it so often, I'm sort of like immune to it. Well, I mean, Asimov probably would have actually wanted it that way. Well. (laughs) He just didn't write it that way back then because it wouldn't have been uh, successful or serious had he done so. Well, there's one thing that you could say is that that it was a show that had potential, right? Yeah. All kinds of... Oh, of course. Anything by Asimov. Tons of potential. And they always fuck it. Look at iRobot. I know. (laughs) Shit. You're thinking you... You you ain't gonna write no Mozart and shit. You think you better than me? Yeah. Um. You can't do no Wild Wild West. You a machine, motherfucker. <laughs> God. But it's such an opportunity to make something like interesting and you know it's just a turnkey operation. You just you fucking make the show as it's written in the book, and you can have something successful. And I gave the first season like you know just like a. Uh, and a self self abasing watch, and the second season was just so bad, so bad. I'm telling, so very bad. I'm telling you, hate farmer. If they would give you and I the the tiny limited budget that some independent film from an unknown gets, if a studio decides, let's give this guy a little chance, you and I could write a script. And yeah, we might have to hire somebody who knows how to do the productions. You're like, you know, who to call to get care, uh, get this, and who to call to get that, and everything. But we could, we could write a script. We could hire our friends for the cast. One of us could direct the thing. We could star in it, and it would be a better fucking show than anything that's come out, except for the very few little exceptions of really good things that have come out in the last ten years. But they, whatever it is, they'd never let us make it, right? No. Even if we were somebody that they're like, eh, these are, let's give, let's give these guys a chance. And then when they saw our script, they'd be like, well, where's the girl boss? And, uh, where's the gays? And where's the mixed couples? And wait a minute, all the criminals are black. You know, (laughs) (laughs) or there are just no blacks. Yeah. We can't have that. Because you know damn well 
But the 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 idea that I float from time to time that I so wish we could make if I ever if I ever win the lottery if I if I win the idiot tax not that I've been spending it <laughs> I make a joke every once in a while about how I lost the the fucking Powerball and all that but I never buy that shit but anyway if I did if I like say I won the Powerball and I had and I won a hundred million dollars. We would make the movie that I talk about all the time where it would have all the fucking uh, tropes from our end of things in it. You know, we'd, we'd be like, uh, it, it would be like a cross between Blade and uh, Death Wish and several other genres like that. <laughs> but like, you know, we'd be a team of guys working outside the system, outlaws, so to speak, who are going around and hunting down these... Illuminati sex perverts who run the media and run the government. And, you know, there'd be a penultimate scene where we had the commando style um, uh, uh, two or three man naval raid on the island where the big palace with the Moloch statue out front was. And we'd go in there and slaughter all those people and save the children. And (laughs) it would be awesome. You and I could sit down and hammer out a script for that motherfucker in a week. Yeah. You know, or we could actually, you know, if we didn't want it to be uh, socially relevant or anything, we could come up with a completely unique, having nothing to do with our politics something that just had to do with the characterization, the unique environment, and uh, interesting storyline, and we could do that. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's just amazing I just, how I, these... I just want to be able to beat up people <laughs> in the movie. Well, well there can be that. Be... <laughs> no, yeah, we could... <laughs> Euro Trash's Day of the Rope, the trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, we could have the prequels and the requels yeah. and the toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Episode one, Hunter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> inspired, inspired by the fictional works of Dr. William Luther Pierce. Luther Pierce. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> well, let me see. I, we have gone long. Long, long. Um, I don't think there's anything else that we really need to touch on tonight, but I'm going to check just to make sure that there's not something we're missing that we at least need to give lip service to. Now, I've got the story from Federale that I wanted to talk about. Uh, over on uh, Federale Fifth Column.wordpress.com, he's got Biden regime replaces remain in Mexico with remain in Texas. Uh, we'll save that. Um, I guess we can give lip service to this for just a second. Uh, you posted this in the chat. It's in the hopper. It's the uh, last thing in the hopper. Um, and I saw that this was happening, but I hadn't read anything about it. California just became the first state. This is from them.us. Never heard of that website before. But uh, Wow, this James Factora who wrote this looks like someone who's... <laughs> celebrates this month uh james factora looks like a fat woman someone that yeah that that uh alex's dna is telling him my dna is telling me you're a fat ugly bitch even though i mean you know whatever i mean i can work with anybody 
straight, queer, trans, normal, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, in the video insert here, uh, Trixie Mattel explains the history of the word. Well, you know, if your name's Trixie, you must be a woman. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the fuck it is. It looks like some sort of, I don't know, KISS member. California just became the first state to declare a transgender history month. The resolution cited California's long history as an epicenter of trans activism. California's state assembly voted in favor of House Resolution 57 on Wednesday, establishing that August, uh, well, at least it's the month everyone hates the most, August, will be recognized as Transgender History Month starting in 2024 and making it the first state to honor trans history with such a designation. The legislation cites California's long-ranging significance in trans history, starting with Spanish colonizers... What? <laughs> starting with Spanish colonizers' suppression of gender variance among indigenous people. <laughs> <laughs> Which the resolution? I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, uh, girls with the time machine. You're my great grandmother. Boys with the time machine. Kill the tranny. Uh, <laughs> the legislation cites California's long-ranging significance in trans history, starting with Spanish colonizers' suppression of gender variance among indigenous people, which the resolution says was, quote, a foundational event of the history of the state. It also cites the Stonewall precursor Compton's Cafeteria Riot, Lou Sullivan's trailblazing activism on behalf of trans men, and the establishment of the Transgender District in San Francisco in 2017, among many other events. Quote, uh, let me see, I want to see the name of who this is. Well, I, I can't tell, so I'll just do standard transgender voice. Quote, California has long been the epicenter of the trans liberation movement. The resolution reads, Supporting the transgender movement by designating August as Transgender History Month will create a culture led by research, education, and scholarly recognition of the contributions of transgender Californians to our great our great state's history will educate future generations of Californians on the importance of this history and its ma'am. <laughs> the Nixon, it, like, there's a little bit of Nixon in there, too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's California. Um, all, all, uh, all trans men in California try to sound like Nixon, didn't you know? Uh, <laughs> pray with me, Henry. Pray with me. Pray, <laughs> pray, that they, pray that they'll understand that trans men are men, Henry. Um <laughs> 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 the California Assembly Democrats held a press conference outside the California State Capitol to announce the passage of the resolution on Wednesday. Assemblymember Matt Haney, who represents San Francisco and who introduced the resolution, was joined at the event by Honey Mahogany and Jupiter Peraza, a co-founder oh and program God. associate. Honey Mahogany. Uh, hello there. I'm Honey Mahogany. Oh. Uh, you might know me by my stage name, Prince Sodomy. Uh, 
Yeah, you know where I get that term. The old guy that I talk about from from time to time, you know, the one that uh, went to Mexico with him and had the many adventures, such as the Taco Bell adventure, where he told the fat woman to that whatever remainder of her uh, food that she had, she could feel free to shove it up her rectum. Shove it up her rectum. Yes. Um, (laughs) That guy worked at this place called the Andrews Center. When he first started, he was the building superintendent. He was a whiz with, you know, anything, electrical, plumbing, anything. He could do it all. And uh, the Andrews Center was, uh, before they named it the Andrews Center, it was called uh, MHMR, Mental Health, Mental Rehabilitation. It was, you know, an outpatient uh, mental health thing run by the state. And at some point a few years after they built them all in the late 70s, they told them all, you know, pick a name uh, for your place. I guess, you know, remove the stigma of calling it mental health, mental retardation. (laughs) But... He would run across some of the people up there, you know, he'd be like, hey, uh, you know, for a mental health, mental retardation person, you look kind of like a hippie, you know, where to get some good weed or whatever. And these guys, some, you know, some of them, it'd be like, you know, okay, just buy some weed from more, but some of them. They'd come over from time to time, and he'd have to, okay, I'm going to take you home. Well, there was this one. It was this Mexican guy, young guy. I mean, I I was a teenager at the time. This guy was in his 20s. But uh, I saw him over there a time or two, and um, I was like, you know, what's up with that guy? And he's like, well, you know why they make him go to MHMR, don't you? And I was like, no, what? And he said, well... He lives with his mom, and she's got a big bay window, and he opened the drapes and just stood in the window naked with a heart on until somebody called the cops, and they kind of like, and, and he he just referred to the guy as Prince Sodom. <laughs> names for everyone like he called his mother the bitch of Buchenwald but <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah Prince Sodomy <laughs> <laughs> alright well I guess I guess we've done enough reporting reminiscing uh, opining and all that for tonight uh, we've certainly certainly earned our $50 or my $50 tonight. We've earned that. So let's read the chats and get on out of here. Hey, farmer. Um, I'm sure you've got something better to do than to stay on here all night. Hoping someone will drop another library coin. Uh, (laughs) Another dollar. We are still 150. Yeah. What? Or another dollar. We're hovering at 50 bucks. Oh, right, 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 right. Where's the damn chat chat? It must have gone way down the list because so few come in. Let's see. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Where did the break happen? Here it is. Okay, for $1, our text it says, it's about time. About time for what? I don't know. Thank you, our Texas. Uh, the Reverend Chad Crow with $1 says, I woke up. Anything new? Good night. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Chad. 
uh, for five dollars. Uh, Sweet Narivar says, I'm digging these stories, and I just image searched them. Beastmaster titties. They look hard, LOL. I don't know. I think they were. My memory tells me they were real. I don't know. Uh, maybe you, maybe you know. mean those, the nipples. Those 80s hard. titties were, were pretty gnarly. They look like, um, I don't know, like tacky additions to a car that just like hard and round. Hold on. I'm just doing this for research purposes. Mm -hmm. I'm doing an image search to see if I can confirm what's being said here. No, no. I mean, I'm not looking at a completely topless picture, but I'm I'm looking at her in an extremely low slung thing, and uh, I'm back when she was doing it. Before she was a blonde, she had she was a redhead. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not talking about natural color, nothing. But like she was a redhead in uh, Beastmaster, and then she did some show where she was like a female Tarzan or something, and she wore like next to nothing throughout that whole thing, and they made her blonde for that. But uh, I'm looking at them, and uh, they may well be firm, but I'm saying that at least at that time, they appear to be natural to me because she's bending over, and they're, they're hanging quite nicely. So I don't know. It's too late for me to verify it by, you know, an actual scientific, scientific examination, right? <laughs> So, well, I mean, maybe not. If they weren't fake, you could, you know, you could exhume the body and open up the coffin, and there'd be two silicone well, sacks. If they were in fake, there. you could do the same. Yeah. Either way, if they were real, they'd be gone. Right. Well, I mean, if they're real, or, I mean, if they're not there, you never know if someone hadn't already exhumed the body and stolen the silicone sacks for their future, uh, you know, celebrity value. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's science. You have to disprove and disprove and disprove till you can't disprove anymore, hey, farmer. Well, here's a question. Yeah, like, are archaeologists in the future going to determine the, like, the, the status of someone buried by their cosmetic surgery? You know, like a pharaoh, you know, obviously he was entombed. He's buried with his wealth. Hmm. We didn't even get to talk about swords. We we're going to talk about swords tonight. Well, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Um, let's see. Uh, thank you, sweet Nerever. Fashy Barbecue says, with five library coins, says, need to shed these library coins. Thank you, Fashy Barbecue. See, it's just that easy to hide for chat. For $1, Nordic, Nordic Frost says the F slur repeatedly. Um, I'm sure he's correct about whatever uh, he's making that assessment about, but I don't know when he said it. <laughs> So I'm not sure exactly what it references. Euro Trash with two dollars and the sticker of a hand flipping a coin. Thank you, Euro Trash. Uh, the Reverend Chad Kroger with one dollar said he's Nosferatu, and I know exactly what he's referring to there. He's talking about Greenblatt. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Reverend Chad Kroger with the Spurg chat says, "Where's that avatar? I'm wasted and can't get to sleep with the suspense. It's making me tense. The weed butter is kicking in and canceling the Neurotin <laughs> Soplicone cocktail." <laughs> Well, I'll post it. I'll post it for you uh, as soon as uh, we're off the air. Um, thank you, Reverend Chad, for the spur chat. For four dollars, 
Euro Trash dropped a fire emoji. Ah, we got a $25. Must have just come in. Let me have a look over there and see if it just came in or if that's what made us 50. Uh, yeah, we made $75, a farmer. All right. 1776 Blues says God picked up the U.S. at the East Coast, shook it, and all the nuts rolled into California. Hmm. Well, some of them ended up in Washington, too, didn't they, Hey Farmer? Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, now, they're <laughs> off to, now they're moving off to Idaho. Yeah, and Texas. Shit it up this state. And Florida and anywhere they can move to shit up something else. Oh, Texas Texas is uh, being ruined by the damn Californians. <sighs> they're worse than they're worse than all these swarthoid immigrants, hey farmer. Yeah, well uh, you wouldn't have this. Got another twenty five dollars. Main Franken says, Why are you boys not in bed yet? Because I was holding out until you came to drop that hmm. drop that tip. Thank you, Maine Franken. Now, what were you saying, hey, Farmer? Uh, there wouldn't be the Swarthoids without the Californians. That's right. Uh, most likely not. Most likely not. You know, what, what wasn't it Superman 2? The one with... Uh, oh, no. Huh? No. Oh, you never watched those know. old 1970 Superman movies? No. Well, you know, they had Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Okay. And... Um, in my opinion, no. Superman Two was the one with Zod. You know the people, the three, the three people from Krypton. It was Superman One, I guess. Didn't didn't want to have Richard Pryor. No, three had Richard Pryor. I think. No, I mean one is in singular. Like there was a Superman with Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, yeah, I do believe so. Yes, but at any rate, the original Superman, the evil Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman, was actually the good guy. Because his plan was he hijacked a nuclear missile and fired it. And if Superman, the interloping, nosy bastard, had not stopped it, it was going to strike the perfect spot of the San Andreas Fault and California was going to fall off into the ocean. Oh, what a fucker. Yeah. We could have had Arizona Bay. <laughs> Learn to swim. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Well, listen, everyone. Well, let me pull up. The, I need to pull up something to play for the outro. I think I know what to do. I think I know what to do, Hey Farmer. I think I'll play the regular thing that I play on Friday nights. Let's see. Show bumpers. Get it loaded into the thing. If it'll come up. Oh, come on. There it is. All right. All right. Everybody, thank you for coming and listening tonight. Those of you who supported the show thank you for that tkr fam is best fam and and let us not forget thank you mods modwaf and his best waffen we couldn't do it without you guys tomorrow night lee rogers is will be our special guest and we have lots of cool stuff to talk about so tomorrow night 
10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. We shall return with Lee Rogers. Uh, mods drop my all my links. Asmodor.com. No, wait. Asmod- <laughs> all my links.com forward slash Asmodor. Join the telegram. T.me forward slash TKR official. Follow me on Gab. Gab.com forward slash Asmodor and all the other crap in the all my links. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Thank you for being fun in the chat. I hope you all enjoyed. We love you all. No homo. And we will see you tomorrow. Well, that about does her. Wraps are all up. Things seem to have worked out pretty good for the dude and Walter. And it was a pretty good story. Don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I didn't like seeing Donnie go. But then I happen to know that there's a little Lebowski on the way. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, get any more of that good sarsaparilla?
I know you think you're the queen of the underground Send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the maid Send me dead flowers to my wedding I won't forget to put roses on your grave Put roses on you.